everybody. Welcome out to the Domesticated Savages podcast. We've got a good, fun, special episode this week. It's round two of our conspiracy theorists, our conspiracy bros, as we're kind of naming them. The conspiracy We've, brothers. They're white. The bro- you have to oh, have the ERS at the end. Bro- with a hard R. Brothers. Yes, brothers. Brothers. Or brethren. Conspiracy brothers. Brethren. Brethren. Ooh, conspiracy, Ooh, brethren. conspiracy brethren. Yeah, I like it. Conspiracy <laughs> brethren. So I've got in studio, I've got uh, Jeremy. How you doing, Jeremy? Uh, I'm good. That's... Very okay. anticlimactic. Kind of Sorry, yeah, just, that was a little depressing. I've got bits. Hello, hi. And I've got our conspiracy bros. I've got Dave. Howdy. And I've got Alan. How you doing, Dave and Alan? I was saying this before you showed up, but you were here. Yeah, Dave that, and Alan. I'm here on time. They say, yeah, you're here on time. I'm like Fitz uh, is running on uh, Polynesian time. Polynesian, Polynesian time. time, bro. lost today, so I'm I'm in mourning. There you oh. go. Oh, that makes sense. So Dave and Alan. I was saying, these guys, the names sound like they could run uh, their own radio show. Welcome to the Dave and Alan Show. Welcome. Ooh. They said they're going to start a podcast. I think they should. They should. The Dave and Alan Podcast. Yeah, and you guys can just talk about creepy shit all the time. <laughs> creepy shit? <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, not cool conspiracies, he, like creepy conspiracies. Here, here's the thing. You know, these two dudes would start a podcast and be like, hey, this episode's like Finding Bigfoot. These motherfuckers would actually find Bigfoot. Yeah, no, they They'd be like, we're in the studio with his hide. He's about nine feet tall, pretty gamey. <laughs> Meat's okay, sauteed a little bit more. These guys would actually find Bigfoot. So that's not cannibalism. He's not close enough no. to being human. Can you get prion disease from eating no, Bigfoot? No. Not if you cook it good enough. No. I mean, that's prion that's disease. cannibalism. Actually, you can't cook out prion disease. Well, I mean, I don't know. So then, yes. It's 1,600 degrees. <laughs> I believe <laughs> yes. Yes, you can then. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so you're telling me to not smoke it. Yes. <laughs> don't do that. Don't don't smoke it. A little bullet. Smoke, smoke it at 1,600 degrees? Yeah, 1,600. Smoke it at 1,600. 1,600 degrees. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so prion disease is uh, transmissible spongiform encephalopathy. I'll take your word for it. He just made, <laughs> you use, he just made three of those Can you up. use savage lingo for us? <laughs> it eats your brain. Ah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> makes it look oh, like it's a sponge. disease. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah, what you get for eating. Uh, it really is. I think they call it long pig, right? Uh, the cannibals? Pig? Yeah. They oh, call yeah, it, Kuru. He, yeah, Kuru. Kuru. They call it, that's the human, they call it long pig. Yeah. Long pig? You're long pig. You're why, long why pig. Why long pig? What is long pig? That's just the it's name human. they have. Because it's like, supposedly people Because it sounds better like than pig. eating Steve. Hey, what are we eating tonight? Long because pig. Because supposedly people taste like pork. Oh. Can confirm. There you go. Can confirm. Yeah. Why are we talking about this? We've got an is expert. It, is it better than horse? Nothing's better than horse. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. Saying. I'm speaking for Mo, and I'm just assuming nothing's better than horse. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. So you hey, know when sh- you get when you, sorry what? Shout out to Mo. Watch the mayonnaise, brother. Watch the mayonnaise. Watch the mayonnaise. <laughs> um, you know when you get an animal that eats a person and they become you know basically they just want to eat people now. Yeah. Do you know why that is? Because we're delicious. But do you know why? Why why are we delicious? Because Jesus loves us? (laughs) So, (laughs) because we are the only animal that actually has salt in our diets, per se. We season ourselves. Yeah, we season ourselves, basically. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, we season ourselves is what it is. We season ourselves. They like the taste of eating No more sodium. So, (laughs) no more sodium. So, if you drink beer... That's like super, like you know, uh, yeah. beer battered, beer yeah. battered beer human. I like that. <laughs> yeah, beer battered. So, so is that why those lions ate all those African yeah. dudes? Ghost in the Darkness. Have you seen that show? A long time ago. That's a great show. Have you guys seen it? It's great. Yeah, that's a was great that show. Uh, that's real. 
Who's the Who's the main actor in that? Kirk Val Douglas, Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer and Kirk yes. Douglas. Yep. Yeah, old Val. He's not doing too well these days. Nah, he looked like shit. Shout out, yeah. Too. I I will I will be honest. In you that cried. scene, I may or may not have cried. Yeah, you, that scene. you cried. Yeah, I cried. The hard part. <laughs> yeah, you cried. The hard part is I like that movie. <laughs> great, oh, fantastic movie. Thank you. That's but a great all, show. It's all Fuck the shit you, that Jake. you like. Val Kilmer and Willow. Matt Mardigan. Yes. I I love that. And then and then he's there. He's all puffed up, and he's like. <laughs> Kill all the Russians. Tom Cruise. Leave Scientology. <laughs> you know, the sad thing about Top Gun 2 being so good is the only lesson Hollywood got from that is make more sequels. Make yes, more sequels. I know, that is true. accurate. Yes. That not is not so the true. fact that there was not an agenda. There were no politics. It was a good-ass movie with a fantastic story. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Well, the great it, ending. I was like, worried they were yeah. going to fuck the ending up. Yes. And they didn't. Yes. That was ending great. was phenomenal. Yeah. So speaking of endings, Ooh. I watched a movie again for like the 20th time last night, and the ending has really bothered me. Of what? The first 19 times, so Man on Fire. Okay. Right? You've love seen it. that? I yes. love that movie. That's a great, great show. Movie. I haven't seen it. They probably Denzel Washington? Denzel Washington. What? You haven't seen it? I know, I know. He's a, he's a bodyguard what in Mexico hell? for- Are we going to blow the ending for him? He's probably never. Oh, seen if he it. hasn't seen it now, he's probably not. Yeah, seen Joss has never seen it. Oh, we're going to make either. sure he sees it. Oh, you have seen it. So, oh, oh man, David. Oh, man. So David. here's the deal. So here's the deal, right? So he's a he's like a, a former special operator, badass, but he's a drunk. So he goes to Mexico to meet up with a buddy. He gets a job as a bodyguard for. He can't find work really. He can't so really. Going down I mean, to Mexico to work with a so, buddy. So he, it's Christopher Walken is the buddy, but he gets a job. Uh, doing like a bodyguard for this little girl, little white girl in Mexico. Yeah, naturally. Naturally, the dad, the dad's like a politician or something. Yeah. He owns, he owns rich. You know, he, yeah, he's he's a rich dude, but not as rich Filthy. as you may think. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. True. So her dad owns like a car plant because you know a lot of the car manufacturers move to Mexico, cheaper labor, whatever. So he is a bodyguard for this little girl and um, ends up you know kind of falling in love like. In a in a wholesome way, uh, like, you know, it comes like to a, love. Yeah, the child. it's like yeah, adopted she, daughter. Yeah. She, she yeah. loves him. He loves her. Is adopted as well. He's helping with like she homework. Gets, she gets kidnapped. Swim con, and he thinks she's dead. And during the kidnapping, he kills Ford, but they shoot him up. So he's kind of coming back after being shot. Yeah, recouping. Fi- finds out the dad was in on it to get a little bit of money because he didn't really inherit as much. Yeah, he's wealth, going under. You know, as it was, and so he's killing everybody. So he ends up. Killing everybody involved with it. Saves the girl in the end. But you remember the scene? So he kidnaps the the dude who was like the president or the guy of Laudermann Dad. Mm-hmm. The guy who's the negotiator, right? What mm-hmm. did he do to him? The, the dude from Laudermann Dad? Yeah, the guy he had him strapped to the back of the car. Oh, under yeah. Under the overpass. What did he do? He put a he put a plastic explosive. Oh, that's ass. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up his ass. Up his ass, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he explodes him. And it, he has even he has the uh, radio watch that sends a signal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I'm watching the scene, and so he's he's his only job, his only care is to get the girl back. Yeah. He knows he's gonna die. Yeah. Why didn't he shove some explosive up his ass to go kill out the rest of the cell? If you're gonna go out, go with a bang. So that wait, wasn't me. this? So, this is based off actual events, though. No, I don't know. Hey, you have to pinch what? your cheeks together the whole time you're fighting your way in. Well, he doesn't fight his way in. He remember, he sits in the <laughs> he, car. He sacrifices. He, he trades himself. They, he trades himself. He trades himself. They so, get in the car and drive away. Hey, hey. Uh, so, have you never seen the extended cut I don't with the alternate ending? Uh, the the a different ending. Alternate ending, extended cut. Okay. So they obviously have the ending that they already have, yeah. where he like just you know gives himself up, trade for the girl, and for the flippant dude that he's kidnapped. So it's like two for one, basically, yeah. is what it which is bullshit. Yeah. But he gives himself up and he goes off and like he's echoing out because he's got like the bullet holes and whatnot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. 
uh, on the alternate ending, he actually does have the C4 up his butt, and he oh. they drive off, and he fucking blows them all Why up. Why didn't he put that? should be the main I one. I don't know. I don't know. I think they didn't think it was maybe wholesome. You know, like, we want him to give the ultimate sacrifice and just give himself and up. And just die. And just die. But I'm thinking, if I'm in that situation, like I'm going to take as many. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So the, the movie is based off a book, and a lot of the incidents in the book are accurate. They're based off of actual events. From like... So you're saying 50 different stories though. Yeah. 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 You're saying people in Latin America get kidnapped? Yeah. Shocking. They so actually say that I'm in the movie. shocked. I hear shocked. They right kidnap now. people down there? <laughs> Is that like big? They actually oh. have a statistic on the on the on the movie. So it says that there's, like a, there's there's a, a kidnapping every 60 minutes in Latin America. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Are they counting the soft kidnappings where they no. just drive you to an ATM and No. Probably not. <laughs> no. no. Cuz that would be like every 60 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be like every 13 seconds. <laughs> every second. Did you say you had some national stories we want to talk about? Oh, we got stories. All right. So first, right off the bat, um, we're going to go to the Las Vegas Raiders. Vegas Raiders. I mean, I guess so. So this one was funny because my daughter was actually just asking about this the other day, so we went and set her up. Um, Anyway, so a Las Vegas Raiders player retires from the NFL after selling a rare Pokemon card. I know how much you love Pokemon, so this one's for you. Pokemon? Pokemon. Pokemon. Don't act like you don't know Pokemon, Jake. I know Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> so, Las Vegas Raider linebacker Blake Martinez retired the other week after he sold a near-perfect mint-condition Pokemon card for $672,000, which is more than double his current Raiders salary. <laughs> so, he's on <laughs> the practice squad. He's on the practice squad. He's on the practice squad. Uh, no, he's on the roster. He's only making like League, league minimum? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't say he was good. Okay, fair enough. So he apparently has a company called Blake's Breaks where he collects rare cards and different things and tries to flip them for money. And so that was the one that got him going, $672,000. Hmm. So, so he's out there selling poking mans. And he found it in his basement. Right. I find that hard to believe. Found it in his basement. Uh, At least that's what he said on Instagram. I call bullshit. A near he found perfect. It in his basement. A near perfect. Just found it. Yeah. Just happened to be there. I don't know. It Jake, just says, look what I found in my basement. We're in your basement. Where do we go? I'm find? simply Why reporting have we not what the found article said. Yeah. <laughs> Found it in his basement. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> yeah, that shit's stolen. Being, yeah, <laughs> being, being as he's the Oakland Raiders, he probably robbed somebody. <laughs> right. Give me your most Vegas. expensive Pokemon. Fuck you. Vegas. <laughs> oh, Vegas he's out there just now. snatching kids' port- uh, binders and stuff, yeah. like Pokemon binders. Heading to school, rolls up. Give me your fucking Pokemons. Uh, I play for the Raiders. He showed up in uniform and they thought he was on a gang. <laughs> he was on a gang. <laughs> Stupid. You're part of a gang? No, I'm a Raiders. I'm a Raider. You're, yeah, you're a gang member? Gang? Dun, dun, I mean, dun. Like, we don't even know the name on the jersey you're lying. <laughs> Aren't they synonymous? Well, I got a new phone. I forgot that it doesn't automatically connect. What happened to the old phone? It dropped and cracked because I'm Why? an idiot. It dropped against the wall very hardly after you threw it. You know what no. phone doesn't oh. break he when actually, you drop it? Dave's flip oh, phone. Oh, Dave's flip phone. Oh, shit. Holy shit. You know shit do have a flip phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro, it would be even better if you had like one of the old school Razor phones. Hold on. How do I, you look up conspiracy theories on your phone? I don't. Oh. Because, How listen, much opportunity are you missing listen, out no, on, listen. That's what his, that's what his because laptop Because they can track you. Big Brother can't track him. It's Dave's too old to take I'm sure they can track He's him. off the grid. No, they can't. No, he's yes, off they the grid. Can. No, he, how, how? He uses different cell towers. How? How are they tracking him? Dave, can they track you on that thing? It's 4G. 
but I'm sure they can track yeah. me. <laughs> Why would I answer that when the smart it, guy's right Dave there? is supposed to say no. Poor oh, he's an honest gentleman. I wanted to ret- I, retain. I would be so sad if he can't be tracked on that, because I send him messages all the time like, hey, we're killing the president tomorrow, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why you guys have never been arrested. They're probably, you're using 4G, and they're like, we didn't even search, even the terrorists are What's using 4G? 5G now. I'm sure, I'm sure Alan has obtained me my own personal NSA agent. He uh, sent he sent me a picture of a diorama he was making for the state fair, <laughs> and he says, look what I built. And I write back, a bomb? Question mark. <laughs> He's like, the Oval Office diagram? If, if there isn't an NSA agent that's really stressed out about Dave right now, someone's not doing their job. <laughs> you know what you should do? For funsies, is you should go on because you can register for like tours of the White House. Yeah, just start throwing old Dave's name <laughs> oh on a couple God. tours. Yeah. Holy shit! Yes. Buy, buy some uh, plane tickets over plane in t- his name. <laughs> Last minute's plane in his name. <laughs> Holy like, you know, go, go over to Dave's house and just use his computer, do some random searches, and oh yeah, and I'll just send him messages every once in a while. Hey, ten days till the day, huh? <laughs> ten days, ten days of counting. <sighs> We've got some great ideas for you, Dave. <laughs> Thank you. Dave already regrets. And then don't worry. <laughs> once you're once you're in Guantanamo Bay, we'll send you a cake with a file to escape. <laughs> I, I told his recruit how to uh, how to pass FTO for sure, and he refused to do it. Let's hear it. What did you tell him? I told him he had to show up with some Chinese Baofeng radios already synced and just be like, hey, I got us our own radios in case our comms go down. They're already synced. And David, like, have a single tear roll down his cheek. <laughs> Paul Eagle would screech in the background. <laughs> and that kid would pass. You know, instead, no. he decided to be two hours late on his first day. Ooh. <laughs> That's a good look. Oh, damn. He should have said, I was trying to procure those radios. That's bro. a good look. <laughs> Two hours late. Two hours late? What was his excuse? He forgot what days I worked. But you work on Monday. He should have come up with something like, uh, a couple black suburbans were following me, how to lose them. So, I mean, it was his first, this is, it was his first day back for test phase. When, when he left me, my days off were Tuesday through Friday. So what? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Fantastic. That would be horrifying. Especially during test week. It's a new flip phone. But yes, it dude, is outdated. Dude, I haven't had I haven't had a flip phone since two thousand two. I don't think, I think it's been I quite ever that had a flip long. Phone. I think two thousand eight. No. no, I lied. I did. I can I can attest because I was there when Jake got the very first iPhone. I mean, not the mm. first one in the country, but the he had the, <laughs> the very first. One. He had well, the first that, one that like came out two thousand five when they first came iteration, out. Yeah, and I remember when he jailbroke it <laughs> and put the Gears of War logo in the background. Oh man, yeah. it was badass. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that vividly. Jeremy was in love. We were parked. How did you do that? I'm like, bro, get it and I'll help you out. He's like, get an Are iPhone. they making a Gears of War movie? I don't know. I think so. I think somebody bought the movie rights. Hmm. I like those video games. I bet you the main character is a woman. Probably. Yeah. Marcus Phoenix will end up being Marianne Phoenix. Exactly. <laughs> Martha. Marcella. Martha. 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 Martha Stewart Phoenix. For one of the choices, a fucking blender. She's got a fucking track record. She's got a track record. So she has Martha to, Stewart's been to prison, okay? She's earned her stripes. Yeah. I'm saying she's earned her stripes. She's done hard time. Oh, man. A couple teardrop tattoos, spider web. It's kind of gangster. The joint changed me. Now we got to kill them all. Like you guys are saying, she bakes all her cakes with a fucking file inside there of it. There you go. Why well, is you a never file know. inside here? Just in case. 
All right, should we go to Baltimore? Yes. Yeah. All right. Ooh, Baltimore. So earlier this month in Baltimore, the beginning part, Baltimore police officer fires more than a dozen shots at anti-violence activist Tyree Moorhead uh, from a few feet away. Officer Rutherford and officer in training Hazel arrive at this intersection out in Baltimore and call for backup. They respond to a call of a male... Uh, fighting with another female and the male has a knife so they arrive they immediately see the guy with a knife in his hand and he's arguing with some lady who's laying on the ground they call for backup and they immediately start engaging him giving him uh, verbal commands telling him to get down when they start to approach moorhead he jumps on the lady and puts hit the knife right in the woman's face and rutherford just starts lighting this dude up uh, he starts to roll off of the lady rutherford's still shooting hitting him uh, the lady gets up and runs away what is it rutherford has to do a mag change and at that point the dude's just laying there so they're giving him commands he still has the knife in his hand um, they get more people there and they're able to get uh the guy in handcuffs that and it was the anti-violence activist who was yeah, shoving the knife Moorhead. in the ladies yeah face? he's an anti-violence activist he's leader. anti-violence against I, him regardless of what he does I, yeah <laughs> i feel like the news needs to, to do a little bit better fact checking yeah yeah so the baltimore more chief of police goes on and says we think it's clear that this officer saved this woman's life um they asked whether the number of shots rutherford fired was justified and he says that the the investigation with their internal affairs and the independent investigations division with the maryland attorney's general law uh general's office would determine that but they interviewed a bunch of witnesses that were there and they were all coming to the um the support of the officer saying that they you know, there wasn't really anything else they could have done other than shoot that guy. So the dad, of course, of the of the quote unquote victim. Do they call him as a victim? Um, do they call him a victim? They usually do. Because isn't the girl who had the knife in her face the victim? Yeah. She yeah. is the actual victim. Did, yes. Did the person that got shot by the police die? Yes. Oh yeah, oh, he's yeah. dead. Yeah. Okay. He's he the decedent. 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 The decedent. The decedent. So yeah, so the dad is questioning why they shot him so many times at short range, saying he wasn't running away. The police shouldn't have shot him that many times. Yada, yada, yada. It's just a question of numbers. So, like, you shoot him 10, I'm okay, 11. A little excessive. Right. 11's over. Well, board, your, your child's a piece of shit, first of all. Let's just get that out of the way. So. Yeah. We need to put Grady Judd on a national tour. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. He'd be like, well, Sheriff, Sheriff of oh, Polk County, oh, yeah, Florida. Yeah. Uh-huh. He, they'd be like, why'd you shoot him 31 times? Grady Judd would be like, that's all the bullets that so officer had. <laughs> we ran out of bullets. <laughs> he said something like that, yeah. didn't he? he did, yeah. yeah. We shot him. We shot when him a lot. When they shot him he like did. a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> we, shot him. we shot him a lot. Wasn't it a cop killer uh, they said that about? I think so. Yeah. I think so. That was one that he, the dude on that one, shoot a cop. And the canine, and then yeah. went off on a on a chase, and then they, they ended up man. getting him in like some wooded area, and they just lit his ass up. Yeah, night night. Um, we can talk about the guy that ran over all the Los oh Angeles sheriff's deputy recruits. Yeah, I didn't hear about this one. Oh yeah. Oh, you didn't hear about that one? Uh, what was it Tuesday? Tuesday they have like seventy five recruits for the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department out doing PT in the morning, and they're running in four columns. They have a bunch of the instructors out there, two marked cars out there, kind of like we do. Yeah. Um, when we do our, our pride run, mm-hmm. they had, I think they said eight, eight different recruits with safety vests on to be the road guards and block off intersections and stuff. 22 year old asshole in an SUV is driving along the, the route that they're on. And at the last minute swerves into the, the line of recruits and ends up 25, uh, 25 of them. Yeah. Five, five of them, yeah. five in critical condition. Christ. Gosh. So yeah. a lot of the people that they were interviewing said that when he swerved into the line of recruits, they actually heard the engine accelerate. Oh man! And like, so he plowed straight through. And if it wasn't for the light pole at the end, 
um, that he probably couldn't see. He would have, they anticipate he probably would have went through the whole line Dang. of all the recruits, but he ends up getting 25. Um, he was supposed to go to court on Friday and he's got a $2 million bail. They have charges. They didn't list it in the article, but they're saying that there's potential uh, for him to be charged with attempted murder, which but, is going to be yeah. a I mean, shit ton of counts. That seems appropriate. Also, the, I mean, you'd think terrorism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? yeah. I bet you he gets pled down. He'll be on parole in a month. California, uh, yeah. Yeah. L.A., probably. L.A., probably. L.A. County. Yeah, probably. Phil they're, San they're, Bernardino. They're gonna, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be like, hey, how about uh, failure to use a turn signal? <laughs> pay a small fine, and you're free to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. You didn't, you didn't signal when you were turning to swerve and to hit exactly. them. So you're, yeah. yeah. Should have signaled, then they probably yeah. Been okay. Yeah. Well, the thing that sucks is when you're running in column of fours. If you're on the inside, you can't really see what's going on on the roadside because you just have so many people in front of you and everything so oh you know in the army like when you're on oh, yeah. forest dude you just that's why everyone you'll you'll have like a pothole or something on the ground and one person will call it out and it just echoes through the whole platoon hole 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 and everyone's like looking around make sure you don't wreck your ankles yeah so that guy and then we can talk about uh my uncle kim jong Jong? Kim Jong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uncle Kim Jong. What do you do? Kind of runs right into what we're going to be talking was, about. I thought he was your daddy. No, no, no. That's my uncle. Oh, okay. Kim Jong is my uncle. So the U.S. flies supersonic bombers in response to North Korea's new ICBM launch. Mm. I'm assuming you probably heard of this. Uh, I didn't know we flew bombers, but I, they have been testing ICBMs. Yeah. So North Korea um, launched on Friday, I believe, one of their new ICBMs, which I learned what that actually stood for with your, your link. Awesome. I never knew what that was before because part of me just didn't care and I just assumed it was like the computer. Because it didn't have a math problem in it, you didn't know it? You know, if there was like a <laughs> multiplication or division in there, I probably would have solved it. Intercontinental ballistic missile. <laughs> <laughs> so North Korea, so Uncle Kim launches this ICBM on Friday. Of course, NATO and everyone starts throwing hate on on uh, North Korea. So on Saturday, the United States, along with South Korea and Japan, do this big flyover. They called it a training exercise. Mm-hmm. They do this big flyover around the North Korea-South Korean border and some other things just kind of flexing. And they have um, the U.S. Air Force has some new B-1B bombers that they have out there and then you've got some south korean f-35s and um f-16 fighter jets just kind of showing their muscle and flexing on on uncle kim who created the b1b so it's rockwell it's a u.s oh dave knows one yeah it's u.s it's a company called rockwell i think it's been absorbed by somebody else oh uh they make some dope ass watches too <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I can't afford any, but they're some sexy ass that's, watches. Th- so that's how the government did it. You buy a million watches, you get a bomber. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, that's all you got to do? Yeah. <laughs> a million Dang. watches. <laughs> Don't tell that to I Dave. like it. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> that's all I got to do to Next thing we know, missile. Dave's showing up at the house. He's got like 15 watches on each arm. Like, <laughs> so, what are you doing, Dave? He's like, I'm on my way, boys. Back in the day, Pepsi had a. 10,000 more and I get my own missile. They had he a found con- a contest the Harrier. Yeah, where so they had this contest where you could get Pepsi points during for prizes. And as a joke, they said if you got I think it was like 7 million points, they would give you a Harrier jet. So this dude is like, "Gotcha." So he and then the there were part of the contest was you could buy points. Yeah, you could buy. So he pulls money together. He gets like investors and is like, "Hey, we can buy this." And he gets enough points and he's like, "Hey, give me the jet." And they're like, "Well, that was a joke." And he's like, "You advertised it." They end up Holy going to court because this dude wants his Harrier jet. 
He didn't get it, I'm assuming. No, he lost. Damn, Damn it. it. You got to get the company that sells them to sell it to you first. Yeah. Those so, lying sons of so bitches. So Dave messages me. He's looking at this uh, surplus auction government vehicles. Oh, yeah. They got good stuff. Yeah, He's telling me he's considering buying a Blackhawk. Yeah. It was $20,000. <laughs> That's it? Dave, yeah. let's just go to Afghanistan. You can get one for free, brother. Like I know yeah. for a fact that if you had a Blackhawk, you would kill yourself in it. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Give us the details on this. I did not buy a Blackhawk, but I thought about it. As far as the government knows, <laughs> was, he didn't. It was, uh, it was like it was I in cash. I can't remember which cash surplus cash. house it was. Had a flying Blackhawk for twenty thousand dollars. Twenty k. It operated and it flew. Yeah, it was airworthy. Twenty G's is all. I know, bro. Twenty thousand dollars. It's all for oh, a fucking yeah. Blackhawk. Damn, bro. dude, we could have a Savage's Blackhawk. Oh, that'd be badass. Your who's, commute to who's work gonna would fly be it? pretty good. What do you mean, who's gonna fly it? Yeah, that's what I said. Who's gonna fly it, Dave? I'm, if we're buying a twenty, I don't, I do not know if how we're to buying a twenty thousand dollar helicopter, I'm pretty sure we're all going to flight school and we're gonna learn oh. how to fly that bitch. Okay. I think <laughs> you have to worry about how much it costs per hour to operate. True. Shut up. Stop. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Aviation fuel is Stop thinking expensive. logically and let us just think with our animal brain right now. <laughs> One of you is gonna have to become a helicopter helicopter mechanic to maintain that thing too <laughs> hey, right isn't that what trailer people are good for True. hey if you can't duck it fuck it baby <laughs> dude duck, and it'll be duck, it'll duck be like the the millennium falcon Rilla. of america yeah <laughs> it is gonna work like a little bit of the time <laughs> everything's gonna be jerry-rigged together i don't know you guys have convinced me i'm in Nice. I mean, think about it, though. If we die in a helicopter crash, how dope of a story is that? You mean like Kobe Bryant? <laughs> Guys, that's $5,000 hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, let's, that's, it. Let's, that's it. We can do that. speak that's Kobe's really name true. with hold some on. goddamn respect, Can you imagine okay? the article? Five untrained you? pilots died in a helicopter crash. <laughs> Not one of them had one minute of flying experience. But they said, exactly. fuck it. Wait, I've been in a helicopter a few times. You know, does that, <laughs> that count? It doesn't count. It doesn't yeah, count. No. Playing video oh. games. You know, every time we get on that thing, I'll be like, get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> what would we name it? You have to name it. Just the Blackhawk. <laughs> but it would be spelled B L A C K dash C O C K. Blackhawk. The Blackhawk. Blackhawk. <laughs> the Blackhawk. Or C or C A W K. So it sounds more like Blackhawk. I like it. Blackhawk. 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 Have you ever seen my Blackhawk? Hey, you guys want to check out my Blackhawk? You want to ride? I got a Blackhawk. Want to take a, want to take a ride on my Blackhawk? <laughs> Everybody gets her out of my black cock. <laughs> Holy shit. Everyone. All going to internal affairs. All of us, starting with Dave for bringing up the topic. I didn't bring it up. Well, I think your you fault. Uh, it's Dave's it fault. Is. Hey, Dave had a good time like, last night in my black cock. They're like, look, we're not so concerned about Dave's plans to kill the president or his bomb making. We want to know about this black hawk helicopter. What the? F Where would we even put that? Can you imagine calling, instead of calling for a snack, call Dave. Call Dave, Dave. <laughs> your black cock somebody ran from us. And then, then there's Alan and the gunner door just popping off rounds. Like, yeah, it's not a deadly force situation. Well, it is now. You guys are going to have to monetize this podcast. Yeah, we need to get this bitch monetized. <laughs> Could you imagine if we walked into the chief's office and said, hey, just so you know, we've got this helicopter that we'd like to uh, utilize for the police department. I'm not asking for permission. No. I, I we, think We didn't. I said we just want to utilize it. I'm not telling him We're shit. We're not asking. Yeah. He's just going to randomly start hovering yes. over. Yeah. 
There's no policy that it. says you can't use your own helicopter. Exactly. There is no policy. <laughs> if it's not in policy, it's not out of policy. Exactly. exactly. And the department doesn't have their own helicopter to tell yeah. us to get out of the airspace. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What are they going to say? Our drones are up there, guys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my Blackhawk takes precedence, bro. <laughs> Fast roping to Let's calls. not have a helicopter measuring. <laughs> yeah. Just with bats hey, just batting down the <laughs> if we were drones. If we were fast roping to calls, our response time would increase. That's true. Very good. Good. That's how you sell it to the <laughs> chief. That's how, you sell, That's how you sell it. Priority ones. Oh, all priority ones are responded to by fast rope. Yes. Dude. <laughs> Oh, that would be so fun. I like it. I'd go back to patrol for that. Those are fun stories. As you guys know, we've got our buddies here. They love conspiracies. Dave eats, breathes, drinks these conspiracies up, right, Dave? Not if it's from the government. With his freaking flip phone. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, like we did last time, uh, we're going to talk about these conspiracies. Do you want to blow the clamps off and say what they are, or do you want to kind of get into it and then just Do you want to ease it on in, or do you want to So the, the topics it, we it. Dis- discussed were the deep state on the conspiracy side. And then talking a little bit about uh, maybe current, there's a current event aspect to the n- nuclear threat analysis and how to survive nuclear attack. So th- those and, are the and topics. And already told us how we survived the nuclear attack. Well, hold yeah. on. I'd like that you're here because you're the one who went and did all the nuclear training. I did do that. And bring it, you brought it to the department. I did. With all the shit that we had. But we didn't really talk about nuclear bombs too much. No, but, We were talking more like dirty bombs yeah. with, you know, radioactive substances. Right. Let's talk so, about it now. Dave, do you want to do you want to just nosedive right in or do you want to do like a soft We can nosedive right in. Jump in, dude. Okay, so in. hold on. Let's for a refresher. Set the stage. Okay. You want to talk about deep state and stuff like that? Okay. What is the deep state? I obtained some definitions. All right. Because the deep state is one of those things that kind of means different things yeah. to different people. Depending so, on who you're talking to and about. So what. to define it, uh, this is like the Wikipedia de- definition. And the, this is this is where I, what I am talking about okay. for deep state. The Wikipedia, can you, can you trust it? I mean. The government altered that, you know that, right? It's a, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's <laughs> a pretty saying. straightforward okay, definition. all right, all right. The deep state is a clandestine network of actors alongside members of the federal government in high-level financial and high-level industrial roles. The theory posits that the conglomerate of individuals and entities work together in a secret alliance to exercise powers alongside or within the elected United States government. That is pretty good. And I further, this is this is just my definition that, that I wanted to add. Actors in the deep state generally consist of government employees who act outside legal or moral standards to further personal extra elect goals. In short, the deep state acts within the framework of government, but outside legal or moral requirements. Yeah, outside their scope. Yeah, and it's Great. all and it's all about keeping power. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Furthering power and taking Furthering power. power. T- t- but what it makes me think of, and you're talking about corporations, I feel like it's just these people who are extremely powerful already, looking to gain more power, and also to take the power away from the regular individuals like us. So I think I think an example of that would be. They declare that uh, they're pandemic. 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 There's different. Yeah. So they say, hey, COVID's a pandemic. Well, Pfizer gets a contract. And then part of that contract they get to make vaccines. I mean, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, all, all the different. But go ahead, Dave. You can- but vaccines that are safe and effective. Right. Right. Yeah, we're finding out. And, then, and then all of a sudden, you know, when, when data starts coming out, uh, didn't they, they're, they're not going to release the results that, of their test for 75 years? We kind of yeah. talked about that they, last time. They wanted to, I know. I don't know yeah. if that went through. But and So basically, w- when the government says, hey, here's what we've got, they go straight to people they know yeah. to keep the money, keep the power, yeah. and then they protect them. Line their pockets and protect them. And so them. now that 
these vaccines have done more harm than good. Uh, no one's going to be held responsible. Oh, yeah. Well, I think, I think that's a deep state kind of, uh, if you want to try and uh, a quick definition. I think quick... that's right on the nose. I mean, you you talk about a deep state actor. Fauci is a government employee. He's not elected. He, he is, I mean, who knows who he holds allegiance to, right? But he's the highest paid official in the United States government. And he gets to make all these decisions. And we saw a lot of serious consequences. We don't know how how many ripples are going to run through our right. society for years to come. We're talking about children with learning disabilities now because they have not seen uh, you know, enough people without masks, yeah. you know, and they have had a lot of data on that kind of thing where they, a, a newborn baby learns about expression and interaction yeah. from, from that kind of thing. And that's something that we've seen. So I think that like, as far as the consequences of that, absolutely serious. And as far as identifying that pandemic as being heavily involved with the de- deep state right on the nose. I think we're creating a lot of Jeffrey Dahmers out there. They just want to take some pictures. True. Yeah. They didn't get to see enough of mama's face because she was in a mask. They're going to eat somebody. I think you've kind of hit that on the head too. When you're talking about this deep state, they've got their actors who they're complicit with, who are in, you know, society. You're talking about big, yeah. big companies and whatnot. Just look at the pandemic and what happened during the pandemic. Who lined their pockets? We're talking like obviously Pfizer and those guys. Yeah. But I mean, look at look at uh, Amazon. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Copious amounts of money came into those guys because nobody could go anywhere. You don't think that they loved that shit? And then look who went under the mom and pop stores. Yep. Everybody everywhere went mm-hmm. under because they couldn't run their businesses. But if you're a big business, then you had the authority to run. Your and then business. you have people like Bill and Melinda Gates. I think they're di- I think they're divorced now. Yeah. But she divorced him because he had an inappropriate relationship with Epstein. Yeah. You have that sex dungeon. Yeah. Is that is has they come out and said that? She has said that. She said that. She said that she part of it was his his refusal to disavow him. Uh-oh. Epstein? Yeah. 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 Oh, shit. But I mean, you get you get people like Bill you know, they had the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, but the the amount of pies that Bill Gates has his fingers in oh, yeah. is shocking. Yeah. So you get people like during the pandemic who are just making money hand over fist. Yeah. They're hiring Bill Gates' subsidiary uh, subsidiary companies to do assessments and mock things and this and that. And the rich just keep getting richer. Yeah. Well, and the sheer amount of, aside from the monetary gain, the authority that was yeah. gained. Right? Yeah. Stripping away your rights uh, with a perception of safety. So I think for those people listening who kind of think, maybe what is the deep state? Just think back to the pandemic and uh, the people who really benefited while we were all struggling, suffering. Uh, there was a lot of flourishing going on uh, through some government agencies, some big uh, tech, big pharma companies. So, What do you got on the deep state? I thought we would talk about some additional examples. Okay. So uh, an example that I, I thought of during my research was the Supreme Court leaker. And they yeah. still don't know who the, this person is, but it was likely a clerk in the Supreme Court. Yeah. And so the Supreme Court, when they have a ruling that's coming forward, that ruling goes back and forth and people review it and make suggestions. But at some point, this leaker, whoever it was, obtained enough of the ruling to make the leak, right? Right. And the motives of that leak were to undermine the legitimate government of the United States. We have a system of checks and balances. The judicial branch interprets the law. And what the leaker, whoever this person was, I believe their intent was to create a PR problem during the formulation of the ruling that would embarrass or intimidate the justices. Yeah, right? Absolutely. So that, Absolutely. Uh, regardless of how you feel about the issue, that's a really concerning behavior by uh, yeah. a government employee, right? And so 
at times we've seen, especially during my research, because I, I tried to, to do a refresher on the deep state before I came over, right? And as I was looking at my research, as I was doing research and looking at different videos and different statements by different people, what I saw was a lot of people making apologetics for the deep state. You'll be worried. You'll be sad when the deep state's not there. The deep state is just, you know, they are another check on government power. Well, certainly we, we have to understand that the individual employees of the United States government, we expect them to act their conscience, right? We expect them not to follow unlawful or unconstitutional orders. But this is beyond that, because just because this person's sensibilities were threatened by the ruling doesn't mean that it was unlawful, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They have their own personal views, and because they don't like this ruling, they're trying to, like you said, intimidate or sway public opinion to get the justices to maybe go back on their decision. Yeah, and what we saw was, uh, I mean, we saw that there was an individual who came to harm Justice Kavanaugh and his family, you know, a after th this, this became apparent. And that's a really concerning thing because we appoint chief or we appoint Supreme Court justices for life and expect that they have the authority to act with the authority they're given, right? This is not a situation where somebody has gone to their congressman, wrote, written them a strongly worded letter. He showed up with zip ties and a knife at a Supreme Court justice house, right? That is the, I think, part of that effort was this person, whoever it was, leaked it and hoped for action, right? Yeah, absolutely. So an, another example of the deep state at work is, I believe, the FBI uh, suggesting that Facebook censor the Hunter Biden laptop story. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Any let's, kind of censorship, man. Let's, so let's get some understanding. Can you tell us a little bit about, about the Hunter Biden laptop? Well, yeah. there was a laptop that uh, arrived at a laptop repair shop, computer repair shop, with all sorts of very concerning images and emails on it. And the owner of that laptop was ostensibly Hunter Biden, right? Who is the son. son? Son of the president of the United States. Former R vice president. Former vice president. At the time that the laptop became apparent, it was at the closing phases of the 2020 election. So it came... It came out right as election day was approaching. The campaigns were finalizing their efforts. And... The FBI went to Facebook and advised them that they were concerned that the laptop story was Russian disinformation. And both of the FBI officials, Laura Demlo and Elvis Chan, the FBI agents who conveyed this to Facebook, are donors to the Democrat Party. They have a history of donating. They have donated. To the they, have made, Party. they have made monetary contributions. So, do we know Wait. were they were they ordered by the FBI to go make contact with Facebook? Was it on their own volition? Was it was it their own volition? Or was there some sort of? Does uh, that come out? I don't. I don't think that's clear at okay. this point. Yeah. But Although, if I'm not mistaken, the FBI had already looked at the laptop, right? Yeah, the, the FBI was aware. That the, was yeah, not, uh, Russian, Russian just they knew what it was. They knew exactly uh -huh. what it they was. They knew exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, again, so again, by that definition, we have a non-elected government body making decisions to. I mean, I think that it smacks of infringement on First Amendment rights to go to a. a third party and tell them to censor somebody. Of course. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's Mark Zuckerberg anyways. I mean, it, I'm sure it didn't take that much persuading yeah. 
So let's let's uh, talk about what was on the laptop that they thought was could be so detrimental to the election back, like you said, in in the end stages of twenty. What was on the laptop? Well, there's evidence on the laptop that Biden was using his, or that Hunter Biden was using his position as Joe Biden's son to peddle the influence, right? And there's these emails that talk about who's getting a cut, where's it's go, where it's going. Us aside from all the uh, incriminating photographs, I mean, there's. What type of photographs? <laughs> There's photographs with what appears to be prostitutes. Whores? <laughs> are you telling me they're whores, Dave? Yes. Uh, they yes. are escorts. They're not a whore until they're dead. Uh, why, that's, that's why, the, Dave, okay. why is Dave all of a sudden blushing? <laughs> Good yeah. grief. Whores need love, too. So, Dave, we already, we already established your wife doesn't listen, bro. <laughs> so go ham, when they're you. alive, they're escorts. When, when Hunter Biden murders them, then they're whores, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So pictures they, of him with a gun too, right? When uh, they're dead, they're just hookers. I don't I don't know if there's pictures of him with a gun, but he did buy a gun during this time period and he is a you know, he's a, a crack and methamphetamine addict. He's he was user, user of, at that time. So he there, lied on his 44 his yeah. 4473. And there's proof that he lied, right? Yes. There's videos. And, and so that's another port, portion of the deep state question is why did two secret service agents show up at the FFL where he bought that gun and asked to collect the record of that sale? Hmm. Yeah. So so basically, hold on to recap. So basically he was going uh, to these foreign companies and saying, hey, my dad's going to win the election. I can get you access to him as president of the United States for a certain fee. That is certainly the implication. Right. Right. And the emails represent an impetus to continue that investigation. A, I think we're missing a key point. You know what area of responsibility Biden had when he was vice president. That's right? a good point. Ukraine. He was over Ukraine. What's important about Ukraine? Uh, they have one of the largest uh, discount Russian mail order bride services <laughs> in the world. Discount mail order bride. If you, can't afford, so discount. if you can't afford the Russian bride, spend a little less go Ukraine. Is that like the second cousin yeah. to like the actual? Yep. Okay. Yeah. My favorite thing Makes is sense. that we just impeached a president for investigating Biden's involvement with Ukraine. And they're like, forget about that. Well, that's... It's time for war. We're helping Ukraine. Yeah. The Ukraine talk. At some point, that'll lead us into our discussion about nukes. Yeah. Basically, what we have, like you said, it kind of all ties back to we have people who are not elected officials or, you know, the son of a president who there's evidence that he's doing some nefarious shit. And uh, I think part of the deep state is how much play did the Hunter Biden laptop get in the media? And how quickly was it dismissed as like, ah, that's just conspiracy theorists hokum. And why why is the uh, why are these officials picking a side? Yeah, right? it's it's just an atrocious abuse of of authority, right? Yeah. So absolutely. Hunter Biden purchased a gun at an FFL. The Secret Service shows up to collect the record. The gun shop owner refuses to give him the record because they're the Secret Service. Later, the ATF shows up to get the record. So, I mean, I don't... I hate to give the ATF credit, but they probably just got a call from the Secret Service being like, hey, we need you to go look at the sale, right? But um, that's the, you know, during the during the 2016 election, we had two FBI, well, an FBI agent and FBI lawyer discussing how to impede or deal with a Trump presidency. 
uh, I believe one of the text message messages says he'll never become president. We'll stop him. Something, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the deep state, I think that you're welcome to have your opinions as a government employee, but are you, are you, you know, can you act, act in an official capacity yeah, exactly. on those personal opinions? Exactly. I mean, and you, as officers, we see that all the time. We go on yeah. calls where people have personal opinions about whatever, or, you know, they say certain things. They're like, Hey, fuck you. And you're like, uh, well, okay, well. <laughs> That's certainly your opinion, sir. But we can't we can't let our feelings or emotions get into us doing our job. Yeah. And sometimes it's pretty hard. It comes down to like we're there to uphold the law. Enforce the law, you know, protect the Constitution, which these individuals should be doing as well. And the Constitution, we talked about this already. Like you say, it's it's an infringement upon the First Amendment rights. And yet they're utilizing large organizations. We're talking about like Facebook. We're talking about Twitter. We're talking about YouTube who have more power over a society than any king or any ruler has ever really had. And they're taking these companies and saying, hey, you're going to do our bidding. Don't release this information because it's, you know, disinformation or whatever the hell they want to quote it as. Regardless, they're just telling these guys what to do. And in turn, making it so we don't get the actual stories that are coming out here. So it's impeding us from learning the facts. Yeah, absolutely. So you know what? First Amendment, absolutely First Amendment infringement. You know what makes me sad is there's a little girl out there growing up in this America who her, her mom's probably a stripper or something, uh, trying to do the best she can. And, you know, uh, like you said, like Alan said, they're not whores, they're escorts. Probably an not escort. Yeah. Hey, right. Not all strippers are escorts. Right. They, okay. So, so not all strippers are escorts. Uh, but all I like but are all escorts I like strippers. But, Joss did establish though that there's a lot in common between strippers and giants. Oh, yeah. You know the commonality see, between strippers and giants? It? What's that? The commonality between strippers and giants is they grind men's bones to make their bread. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> now I've got to find the meme that she put up. So, it was awesome. Let me go back to there's this little girl out there. Her mom's a her mom's an escort, and you know her dad's probably some crack addict, and her pre- her 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 grandpa's the president of the United States. <laughs> makes me sad for her. It just makes me sad for her. Didn't Hunter Biden? It, it, didn't he knock up some stripper? And that's Good the, for ki- him. the kid he has, right? I think maybe that's is, what it is. It, I just know that he was banging his dead brother's wife, though. That's true. That happened. That happened. That's a real thing. You didn't know that? Oh yeah. But so, his dead brother. the brother's dead. So well, the, if you look at the like the Biden family history, it's like an episode of Jerry Springer. Yeah, it is. Like your your crack addicted sons on the ground. He even he even talks about it, like searching for little, like pieces of crack on he the said, ground. Sometimes again. sometimes it'd be Parmesan cheese. I'd sniff it anyway. I'd sniff it anyway. <laughs> like bro, that's Parmesan. Your, that's your commander bad. in chief. That's the dude that's got his finger on the button. And then Jerry Springer's like, let's Does bring out the sister. Like somebody else has. So, is holding his hand, sister in law. Dave and I talked about this on the way over, but if that isn't the most clear evidence of the deep state, I don't know what is. The fact that this country is falling apart slowly instead of super fast. <laughs> yeah, holding it up just long so, enough to. <laughs> there, we have an Alzheimer's patient in the White House. Yeah. Like, there's no way that shit is happening without a deep it's, state. I think that as well, you have to consider, like, there were a lot better options for the Democrat Party to run. I think that... Namely? Well, say Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi you, Gabbard. You literally could have selected anybody else. You could have selected anyone. With but the like, exception of Hillary Clinton, like literally anybody Kamala else. Harris? You, yes. But if you don't think that Tulsi Gabbard wouldn't have, uh, you know... Stolen some stolen some votes from the right. I think you're wrong. You know, no, she would have. Yeah, and I think that what Biden's handlers wanted, 
the people who are running him now wanted somebody who they could control really easy. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no skin off their nose. They don't give a shit. Because all they're worried about, you know, they say, hey, Joe, you're going to go up, you're going to say these things, and when you're done, you get ice cream. And he's like, all right. He's, chocolate he's, chip. He's, mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip. He's alluded to that himself. He says, yeah. well, they don't want me to talk about this anymore, yeah. so I'm going to stop right here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have a list of to. names for people <laughs> I can call on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, or when he has- Don't read this. Oh. But he has those cards that tell him, like, walk to the stage, and he'll be there. Okay, walk to the stage, look up at the crowd, and he's reading step for step the shit he's not supposed to be Did reading. You, exactly. oh, and the, the teleprompter. Yeah, he reads the instructions. <laughs> stare meaningfully. <laughs> so, during the inauguration, he's walking up to two Marines, and he just, there's an earpiece in his ear or something, he says, salute the Marines. He repeats <laughs> what somebody is saying to him. Holy shit. Salute. He's like, salute, Marines. Like, that's not how it's done. But. He just waves at him. He's like, hey, guys. The- you guys ever see the video of the Easter Bunny controlling Biden, where he's trying to talk to some reporters, and the Easter yes. Bunny runs over and is like, no, no. It wasn't a secret, <laughs> wasn't it a secret service agent? No, it was, uh, I think it was a press secretary. Press secretary yeah. in the bunny suit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. wait, this is a real video? Yes. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Yes. Shut the f- okay, Watch it right it. now. He's at some event, and somebody in a flipping costume runs over and like tries to pull him away. Like, Stop! No, come on. Stop talking to these people here. Biden, that's enough. They're going to give me mint chocolate chip after this. Uh, I was just thinking of a of a moment in time that happened a couple years ago. So I'm trying to go to sleep, and my wife is, like, playing on her phone, right? And I'm so I'm like, I'm like trying. Wait, hold on. Does she have a flip phone, too? No, she has a smartphone. Oh. oh. She's she... playing Snake or something. <laughs> <laughs> she's got fucking Tetris no, on there. She's, she's, got, she's got the TI-81 calculator still. She's she, playing drug she wars on She is totally it. on board with the star- smartphone. Okay. Uh, everywhere I go, I get mocked. I can go to work, I get mocked. I go home, I get mocked. Why, why do you still have that flip phone? Can you imagine? I, I would love it being a transient and watching this cop roll up and flip up a flip phone. Hell like yeah. this broke bitch. That dude's <laughs> like, have you heard of the Obama phones? Like, <laughs> Officer, I'm pretty sure you'd qualify for an Obama <laughs> phone. Hold on, let me ask you this: If we could find a working one of the Motorola old big white ones, they don't. They don't work anymore. Yeah, they don't work with the network. Um, but I'm saying, I'm saying, if we could, if we could like, make, would it, I run it? Would you? Where you can? I mean. Like one sure of, we, the brick, the yeah. brick one. I'm sure we could find a way to put new it, internals in it. It doubles think, as a blunt force. Instrument. I think I would have to. If we could find that, would you roll with that? I would have to. It's just an iPhone <laughs> with an aux cord. Plugged <laughs> <laughs> like into it, just wrapped in the case. <laughs> he's got he's got the shoulder strap like the fire guys do for their right. radios, but it's just a brick phone right in the I middle. I want to talk to your sergeant, but let me give him a call. Let me give him a call. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to pull out he's got to pull out an actual phone book and he's flipping through the pages. Uh, okay, this <laughs> is my Dex. You know <laughs> that if if I pulled out that phone, they'd be like. Oh my gosh, that was some bad drugs. <laughs> it's on his belt. Millennials would have no idea what that is. I'd say you'd have to have like some sort of hook to put on your vest carrier. Yeah. You'd have to so, like glue a hook so you could just have it sitting there. So speaking of people who thought they didn't do that many drugs, there was this homeless guy at Walmart and he told I overheard him telling someone else's name. He's like, My name's Salmon, not Solomon, Salmon, like the fish. I was like, okay. And then I'm driving, I'm trying to get into Walmart, and I had had an inter- interaction with him previously, and it, there's a, a barrier in front, one of those road close signs, so I get on my PA, and I'm like, Salmon, move the road, road close sign, and he looks back, and he's like, how do you know my name? I get back on, because I know everything! <laughs> yes! <laughs> he, he goes, 
holy shit, I've not done that many drugs. I've not done that many drugs. <laughs> oh my god. I am not that high. I am not that high. Salmon, we are not that high. Run! <laughs> then he moved the barrier and ran away. Nice. You should have spoke like you were God. This is the voice of God. Pretty you close. will move that barricade for that officer, Salmon. <laughs> so, uh, deep state. Deep state. Uh, I have I have a question, Dave. We going deep state or we going back to strippers? Well, strippers are in the deep state. Doesn't doesn't isn't there a uh, for the Senate? Isn't there like a fund to deal with? Uh, I'm pretty sure they have like a like a a set aside fund to deal with like sexual assault or sexual harassment allegations. I've heard of that. Please expound. Anyways. Uh, no, that wasn't my question. My question was, um, how much do whores cost in the Senate? Does anyone know? <laughs> they get a discount. Oh, a discount. Oh, right. say, it's it's got to be expensive, right? You think it's discounted? It's but government, to, the, but to it's them. government rate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the, the lowest bidder. <laughs> government rate. Yeah, everything's the lowest bidder. You lowest probably bidder. wouldn't want them because, yeah, it's like the, the worst government stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. We've talked about kind of COVID. Um, do, you, do you have any intel on any deep state stuff involving tech sector, medical sector, something we kind of just keep on the deep state topic, but well, other think, things going on? I think that's obviously connected right now, right? Yeah. Like why in the world did, I mean, we had a disease that it became apparent pretty quickly that it wasn't extremely dangerous to young people and children. Right. And typically the model that is used in public health for seasonal illnesses like the flu is to vaccinate the older population that's more at risk. And instead of doing that, they're like, let's vaccinate all the young first responders first. Like, mm -hmm. let's make that the priority, right? All the medics. And then we're like, after a minute, they're like, you know what? Just everyone needs it. Um, natural immunity being typically the best thing that you can have to yeah. defeat a, a disease. Herd immunity. Yep. Yeah, right? Like, why, what are we worried about, like, these children that are at virtually no risk? Yeah, zero. Pretty much zero. Statistically speaking, it was basically zero. Yeah, stati you, like, you could find anecdotes, yeah. but, I mean, it's like... I, you, and what were the comorbidities? Yeah, exactly. Right? I don't think we'll ever get good numbers, but people from any range that died of just COVID, no comorbidities, no other things. No, like, hey, this guy got in a gang fight. He got shot 20 minutes ago, but he tested positive for COVID. Uh, even though he was shot in the head, he died COVID of COVID. Death. So the dude that we pulled out of the river, homicide, said this probably will be categorized as COVID death. Wait, they weren't joking? No, I asked him, are you joking? And he's like, no, I am dead serious. They will test him, and if he tests positive for it, it's COVID, even though... He was dead in the river. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it kind of seems like, especially around when it was the pandemic, it seemed that, you know, the tech sector, the medical, they all kind of coalesced to kind of form this, hey, because uh, what, the, was it Robert, uh, Dr. Robert, uh, they used his- uh, Malone. Malone. Yeah. They start kind of taking these technologies that weren't really necessarily meant for what they were using it for and just saying, hey, this is the best way to deliver this. This is the best way to do this. So they kind of joined forces. The tech sector, the health sector. Well, it definitely became like an information curtailed and tailored information, right? Like if you go out onto the internet right now and you start looking up anything that you, you'll use specific keywords. I think today I looked up election fraud, something about election fraud, right? And then you know what I got is a whole bunch of results that are talking about election deniers, right? So the I technology sector is using their, they're a bit like the platform like Google. Instead of, you know, if you Googled um, ancient Chinese birthing ceremonies, you would get articles written by scholars, PhDs. Sure. Uh, you'd get people who saying they're doing the- Fitz, Monley, Fitz, Fitz is on there. He's a, he's a big, he's a big contributor to that to type that of stuff. To that actual category. Yeah. 
So maybe I do know a little bit about ancient Chinese birthing rituals. But, I mean, you could Google any number of topics and get multiple sources, uh, multiple articles, but... They have those keywords, like like uh, Dave was saying, those hot keywords that if you try to Google something, they're not going to give you. Yeah. It's going to be selected results. So let's let's try to obfuscate data. Yeah. Let's say you had like, I mean, I've done this where I'm I'm like, hey, you know what? I remember this documentary that addressed this issue, and I go in and I try to search the documentary, and I'm just getting everything that's not it, right? Exactly. All of the counter arguments, not getting it, right? Yes. Unless you know the exact name of it, you're not going to get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You're out of luck. They're burying that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I think that that's absolutely a, a very high likelihood I, is I that that's that, being curtailed. And uh, I think that's one of the key components of the deep state is when they start trying to limit information or hide information on any subject, that's how you know something's going on. Sure. Because, I mean, if they were, you know, if it were an article about, uh, you know, how delicious are peanut butter and jellies, they don't give a shit about that. No. But when you talk about something that they want to control, they're going to limit what you can know about this topic. Go on right now to Google or wherever you search and type in vaccine-related deaths, COVID vaccine-related deaths, make it more specific. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck finding anything on that. Yeah. You'll find, like, you'll see article after article after article saying that, you know, the people who are denying that the vaccine is effective. Or, or they'll have articles about how deadly it was yes. and how lucky we are and that, that the second wave is coming. Yes. That's what you'll see. Does it come from government? Does it come from the tech sector itself? I think that they are working in unison to try to bury that type of information. And I think that, I think that it's all about control. Yeah, I think, and that goes back to the deep state. That I guarantee you, maybe it's not a, a memo from the FBI office on from the director of the FBI, an official letterhead that says, "Hey, we're going to obfuscate the truth." But it's these backdoor meetings. It's these backdoor where people meet and they say, "Hey, this is what's going to go on," and it's, mm-hmm. it's past you know word of mouth, word of mouth. I think they would prefer it not to be a right. memo, right? right? Of course not. I mean, that's. And, and, and that's why people think conspiracy, these guys are nuts, but this is really going on. The people are, I mean, these meetings are happening and they're deciding the direction that this country is going. I'm just saying, um, once again, we're talking about deep state in regards to like elections and suppression of your opinions. That's a big time thing too they're doing nowadays on these, uh, on all these media outlets. They're suppressing your, your opinions. If you, if, if you know, if you have an opinion that isn't mainstream, they still try to suppress something because it's not in alignment with what they believe. Well, and if if somebody has a belief that is false, there is an opportunity for discussion about exactly. that belief. You know what? There have been times when I have thought that I was actually correct. And, you know, the discussion, even though I felt really confident in whatever I had believed, the discussion is what led me to finding out, oh, I need to reevaluate yeah, this, exactly. right? Turns out birds are real. Turns out birds <laughs> are real. We still haven't had that discussion. Yeah. So so that's what's being denied, because I I can tell you that if if you ever go into a a situation and somebody says something that you disagree with and you say you're a bigot and that's just your response to whatever they're saying. You haven't changed any minds. Exactly, you're not. Yeah, you. Yeah, you're not. You haven't demonstrated anything that. There's it, no formal discourse there. So yeah. how the hell are you going to change somebody's mind? So it, I think it's really concerning that when you search something like election fraud, that you're just bombarded with all this stuff, and we're you're you're being bombarded with information about 
the riot on January 6th. Yes. And it's like, hey, hey, don't 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 consider a question about election fraud. Are you are you some kind of domestic yeah. terrorist? Exactly. Are you an insurgent? Yeah. No, I'm a domesticated yes. savage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> theoretically here, why isn't every citizen of the United States of the mindset that we should make America great again and we just yeah. disagree on how to do it? But instead, it's a talking point, right? But if you just sh- try to shout them down, whose mind are you going to change? Or if you just block them and censor them, whose mind are you going to change? And one of the concerns that uh, some people have raised is that if you do just censor somebody, then they go they go underground. And if there are if there is a group of these people who are censored, and and there are terrorist elements that infiltrate it, then now it's not something that can be seen or addressed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because why not keep it out in the open? Yeah, well, it's not it's not something that can be observed, yeah. right? How does that tie into our next subject? Discount Russian brides. Let's talk about uh, how does, no. So how does we're talking about the deep state and transitioning over to like Ukraine? So and then do Ukraine you guys know who like nukes and stuff? Victoria Newland is. Damn it! I've heard the name. She is a deputy secretary of state, and during the I don't know what you want to call it revolution coup of 2012. Uh, you know they have tape of her basically deciding who is going to be the next Ukrainian president, like. They're like, oh, we want that person. We don't want that person. And she's a U.S. citizen. They, they, during that whole uh, situation, the State Department would send these officials over there and they would talk to the Ukrainian government, that the pro-Russian Ukrainian government at the time. And they would talk to them about, hey, we got to get this going. We got to get this going. And then they would go over to the protesters and say, hey, they would bring, they bring she'd hand out cookies and bread. And they talk about how... How all you have to do is stay the course. The U.S. is with you, right? Um, basically taking sides in an internal conflict in Ukraine that has led us now to... The Russia occupation of... So can I speak to that point real quick? Yeah. It's not unheard of for the United States government to insert itself into foreign affairs and basically get somebody appointed in a foreign government to lead that foreign government. Yeah. America has done that time and time again. A lot. A lot. Yeah. We've deposed... Over the Middle East, man, like all of those guys over there. Oh, yeah. Saddam, all the way up till the end, he yes. thought he thought he was we, our guy. And well, because <laughs> we made him think that for years, we, we were pro-Saddam. Oh, not only were we pro-Saddam, we put him in power. We put him yes. in power. And, and it's like, hey, buddy. Oh, yeah. Like, he was telling his people, because saber, saber rattling is just part of the culture there, yeah. right? All the way up till we were in Baghdad, he's like, don't worry. I'm America's guy. They know. We just saber rattle. What happened was, is that he doesn't have Facebook and America unfriended him and he didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> he missed out <laughs> on They that. did unfriend him. Yeah, he's been unfriended. So that's, Wait, that's that what I'm talking about. Three. Wouldn't that be MySpace? Maybe it's MySpace. So absolutely that happens. Uh, and I think it's happened a lot. Yeah. I think that what we're getting from the media right now is not really a, we're hearing a very brief, a censored, yeah, view of what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like the the Ukrainian situation is absolutely concerning. You know, we have innocent people who are caught in the mix of this. But I think what we are seeing is we're seeing the United States on this course to have direct conflict with Russia. We look at the situation and we're like, we can we can kick Russia's ass. Right. Mm-hmm. And in a conventional war, we might, but there aren't any winners in a nuclear war. No. And, and that's, that is something that is an absolute possibility. Yeah. And we don't look at the situation with really um, 
any strategic empathy, right? We think, hey, we want we want Ukraine to be our ally. Mm-hmm. We don't think about what R- Russia's goals are or anything like that, which is kind of why I think we're steadily headed towards a more con- more scary point mm-hmm. as this situation gets worse and right. worse. I think that uh, definitely our major concern should be avoiding nuclear conflict with Russia. That being said, I think that the media does not give the public a really accurate view of what nukes are, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're whatever anyone wants them to be. Somebody's going to co- come out and say, hey, look, nuclear war is going to destroy the whole earth, mm-hmm. right? Why would anyone ever do that? Yeah, that's, like, the, that's the movies, right? Yeah, and or... Nuclear winter. Or nuclear war could never happen. Don't, right. don't even be worried about oh, yeah. it, right? I don't know. We've oh, been yeah. pretty they're close, like, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Putin's insane. He's off his rocker. Well, he has nukes. Ah, I'd never use those. That would be crazy. Exactly. <laughs> like, how can you have both those facts hold true? So you're saying a crazy guy can't act crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he's got plenty of nukes. Yeah. yeah. Right? I think a concerning point would be what what happens if there was a legitimate devastating loss for Russia where, yeah, Ukraine becomes part of NATO. Um, maybe there's a conflict that intrudes into Russia's previous territory or something like that. Well, you hear people saying it on the news already. They're like, it's not enough just to win back Ukraine. Like they're saying you have to depose Putin. We need, we need to change the Russian state. All things that are backing them into a corner. What happens when you push the uh, Russians back into the corner? When you put Putin's back against the wall, so what's the outcome? So I, I... I think that there is the potential for nuclear conflict. And one of the things that I've heard recently stated by coworkers of ours was, do we even know if the Russian nukes work? And that is like the most backwards thing that you can say. So the, the Russian, the Russian heavy ICBM, the R-36 missile, uh, was built that their, their missiles were built between 1988 and 1991 and our missiles were built in 1970. Mm-hmm. So our nuclear, mm-hmm. our land-based nuclear arsenal is very old. Also, their nuclear weapons, a lot of them are liquid-fueled rockets, which means that the rocket sits in the silo empty. And then when it's time to launch it, you fuel it. Whereas uh, most of our nuclear weapons are solid, solid fuel. fuel. So that solid fuel is a, it's a product that gets poured into a form and then it sits there, right? And like... Anybody who's worked with like glue or purple space program <laughs> or yeah. sheetrock mud. Have you ever had like a problem with shrinkage or cracking? Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, shrinkage <laughs> is my number one enemy. Hey, I was, Never had that hey, problem. I was in the pool. I was in the pool. <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now tell us about the cracking. I'm not sure what you're referring to there. <laughs> so, so there, I mean, solid rocket motors can go bad, right? Uh, now, hopefully they're doing maintenance on this, but, uh, you know, we have a situation where I was reading an article today about uh, the the Air Force maintaining these ICBMs for us and talking about they had to replace five parts a week. And a lot of these parts aren't even made anymore. They have to contract out to machine shops to build the parts that are breaking and, and failing over time, right? So they're having to do all, they're doing these drills, they're doing these inspections, and they're maintaining these missiles, and they are old. So it's like a Frankenstein missile. Oh, yeah. They're, and it's not like we can say, okay, we replace the part, does it work? Yeah, exactly. Or you're gonna, you can't test launch it, right? right? So... Our, our nuclear arsenal is is something where we look at it and we see we 
we're like, whatever, we have nukes. Well, we do have nukes, but we really don't know what the state of the nuclear arsenal right. is. Now the from our ICBMs. From our ICBMs. Now the the arsenal maintained on by the Navy yeah. is probably in better condition. Like on our on our submarine yeah, and on our, stuff yeah. like that. But um one of the things that we I mean, it's a it's a complex issue. We we signed these treaties with the Russians to reduce nuclear arms. Yeah. Nuclear like, disarmament. Yes, yeah, start two. Well, one of the things that happened was the Russians backed out of start two. Mm-hmm. And we we decided we're gonna take all of our nuclear missiles that have multiple warheads that are land-based and we're gonna reduce them down to one warhead. Right. And the Russians didn't do that. No. So the Russians now have a much more heavily armed land-based yeah, their arsenal. Their stockpile yeah. is much, much larger. Uh, one of the things that I've heard is that, well, whatever, we don't need a land-based arsenal. We like the mobile nukes on aircraft carriers and military bases that go on airplanes. And that's that's a valid point. But there's an issue with the infrastructure support that requires is required for the launch of a mobile nuke versus something that's a, a, fixed, silo, in, right? a fixed installation. You have yeah. hard lines. You have... You have command to the the silo that should be protected from interference, jamming, all that stuff, yeah. right? So there's there's strengths and weaknesses. It's easier to target land-based nukes, sure, but it's also easier to deploy them, yeah. right? And so we are definitely in a situation where I don't think we should take lightly the concerns about our near-peer rivals. North Korea now has nuclear weapons that can hit anywhere in the continental United States. Mm-hmm. And it was easier for them to hit Alaska and Hawaii to begin with, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But Kim Jong-un has always been known for his balanced mental state. So, yeah. so I nothing think to worry we'll be about. fine. Yeah. Nothing to worry about? We'll all right. We also count a lot on our anti-ballistic missile technology. We do have that. But one of the issues- Is that laser sa- satellites? No. They... Laser satellites. That's a James Bond thing. That was, you know, that was like Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. They- that would, I think that they oh, really man. should. You know, he's getting excited. <laughs> I know. I love I, I like, this. You can, uh, and you then his eyes see close him. and they open. He's looking up. <laughs> you can see him cycle it's, through it's, like six different. It's results. really unfortunate that we didn't invest in lasers or satellites because that technology has been proven effective. Yes. And it's, you know, it's, it's the type of thing where when we're launching like a missile at an, at a missile, our, all of our ABMs use kinetic kill warheads, which yeah. means that they have like a gyroscope in there that they turn up so that it's, when it hits, it's going to break and all the pieces are going to go everywhere, but it has to hit the target mm-hmm. to, to work mm-hmm. as opposed to an explosive warhead where you can just get close and blow up the warhead, right? Yeah. So yeah, the, the lasers would be wonderful because you get second chances, right? Yeah. And you get a lot of them. Also, the laser can target an ICBM before it's over... Our country exactly. One of the th- so this this R36 missile, its NATO reporting name is Satan, or the SS18. It's a pretty badass missile. It's huge, carries ten one megaton warheads. Dang, it's bad news. Yeah, that's bad news. Um, one of the things is that this this missile is big enough to hold some of the crazy like twenty eight warheads, but because of some of the treaties that we're involved with, they're limited to ten. But the other half of that is that you, they can use all that other other space on the missile for other things. And so one of the things that they we believe the technology to be these decoys. And so the idea is that the missile will inflate these. Uh, mylar balloons with nitrogen while it's deploying all the warheads over the United States. And those nitrogen filled uh, mylar balloons appear to be warheads on radar. So, you know, imagine that there's 10 warheads in there and 
there's 150, 200 Mylar balloons that look the same on radar. Mm -hmm. Then that becomes a big problem. Are you going to have any real likelihood of being able to disable those missiles? You're, the, the odds are against you, right? Too many targets. Too many targets. And so, and, and our ABM, our anti-ballistic missile systems, are they're land-based systems, and then there are the Aegis systems that's on naval vessels. You, you got the same problem either way. Do you have enough missiles to shoot down all the targets? Mm -hmm. One of those missiles gets, or one of those warheads gets through. That's bad. Just one. Yeah. Yeah, just one is bad news. Now, that being said, I think that one of the things that we have also been led to believe is that it's just not worth preparing. Um, and I don't think that's the case. I, well, I, I'm pretty sure if we get hit, we're just dead, right? Dead, <laughs> dead right there. DRT. So if you are where the bomb goes off, you're going to die. Yeah, Tell them good. about Japan. <laughs> well, Japan. Japan was nuked by the United States. No, what? more than that. Uh, a little but, more detail. Okay, I'm, I'll continue. <laughs> I'll continue. So during, uh, during the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, there were... Um, Japanese citizens who survived those attacks yes. and they survived by a number of ways. There was a woman who was inside a bank vault 300 yards from ground zero who survived without any injuries. It was an underground bank vault. What they discovered though, is that because of some of the bombing raids that had taken place before some of the pu public safety announcements that the Japanese public safety apparatus had created had beneficial results and one of those things that they told people to do was get down if you see a flash duck and cover duck and cover and it wasn't called that at the time yeah. but that's the, the that's what the united states generated off of that information after the hiroshima bombing um the public safety apparatus got together and talked about this and there was a because unlike our public safety apparatus theirs is effective <laughs> yeah apparently so they came up with their version of duck and cover and there was a police officer who worked in hiroshima who took that information he was assigned to go to nagasaki and teach their police department and so he is one of a very few two bo nuclear bombing survivors i think he's died now but he survived for many years afterwards and he was the sole survivor in the police department Department of Hiroshima. Right? I don't. I don't know if that's the case, but he did survive the first bombing, and he taught the Nagasaki Police Department their version of duck and cover. They didn't lose. They didn't lose a single officer in that hmm. attack. Really? Well, that tells you a couple things. That tells you that there were no police officers where the bomb hit. Just where Ground Zero was. Yeah. But I mean, what we see from a lot of media and activist groups is a hyperbolic definition of nukes. They say, you know what? Nukes are bad and I don't want any nukes to be out there. So the only way to get rid of all the nukes is to say that if there is a nuke, we're all going to die. Mm. And that's not the case. And mm. what it does is it, it doesn't teach us preparedness or self-reliance. There is an area where the bomb is going off and surrounding that area where likelihood of survival is very low. Mm -hmm. But there is an area outside that area where likelihood of survival changes depending on the actions that you take. One of the things that, so typically nuclear weapons are broken down into like, there's a potential energy in that bomb and 50% of that energy will be released in the blast. And maybe 40% of that energy will be released as heat. And another 5% of that energy will be released as radiation at the time the bomb goes off. 
And that last 5% of radiation will be the residual radiation. So the radiation that's left over from the point when the bomb goes off to forever when it finally decays is the same amount of radiation that is released at the instant of detonation. And one of the things that we are kind of advised by some of these people is, well, if the blast doesn't kill you, the radiation will. Mm -hmm. You hear that. Yeah, you hear that? Yeah. So the little boy bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima was 10 to 15 kilotons. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people had radiation injuries and died of radiation poisoning after that event. But one of the things that isn't really made clear by the media is that the lower the yield the uh, the bomb is the more of that blast is released as radiation. And so you, have you heard of the Davy Crockett uh, recoilless rifle? Yeah. Yeah, so they they had this, I think it was a 20-ton warhead. So it was, the, it was like a warhead about this big, but it had the explosive yield of 20 tons. And you could actually shoot it off of a Jeep with this recoil, recoilless U, was rifle. U.S. Army, uh, I think it was the U.S. Army that had yeah. that. Yeah, and the issue with it was is that because the bomb was so low yield, most of that energy was released as, as deadly radiation. So it was more of a hazard to people shooting it than the enemy potentially, but you could use it for area denial. But, you know, at, at that 10, 15 megaton or kiloton range, excuse me, there was a lot of that radiation that ended up being absorbed by the populace. But with the Nagasaki bombing at 20 kilotons, I think it was 21 kilotons was the estimated yield, the area where lethal radiation extended past was it was outside of the fireball and it was outside of the lethal uh, blast pressure radiation, but it wasn't very far. The modern uh, average nuclear weapon yield is 350 kilotons, which is quite a bit more. And if you are in that area where the bomb is going off and you survive the blast heat and overpressure, the likelihood that you've absorbed a lethal dose, dose of radiation is very low because hmm. you, you know, we're just talking about you would have to be receiving some special circumstances to be that close and still survive all of those things and, and then have a lethal dose of radiation. Also, if you're in an area where you, where duck and cover is useful, duck and cover protects you against radiation too, because say you're behind a, like a cinder block wall. For about every two inches of concrete will reduce your radiation dose by half. Mm -hmm. So if you duck and cover behind a concrete wall and you have, say, three three, uh, inches of concrete between you and that blast, you are going to get the benefit of that for radiation protection. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be receiving that. So you would have to, you know, you'd have to get closer and closer to the blast to receive that fatal dose if you're going to duck and cover, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So duck and cover is really something that we probably ought to be teaching. It's valuable. It works. Mm -hmm. Um, it's something where I think that it's kind of a political reason that we're not taught it. People want to say, oh, you're scaring kids. Well, we teach them earthquake drills still, right? Active, active shooter active drills. Shooter yeah. Drills. Uh, yeah. I mean, and you know what? An active shooter is a heck of a lot more likely. Is it though? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now. Well, I mean, there's, I think that we're closer to nuclear war than we have been in 50 years. Yeah. Do you think it's, it's hasn't been this worse since like the Bay of Pigs? I think that like probably the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah, Cuban Missile Crisis, I was going to say, probably the last time it was close. I don't think that it's acceptable to say, hey, like, I'm not going to draw a conclusion about the morality of the invasion on, on the side of Russia. I think that they have really made a mistake by invading Ukraine. But to say that they don't have a reason, I think is not true. They have their own reasons. So let me ask you this. A lot of people don't remember, but... Uh when they annexed Crimea back in, was it 2014? Yeah. Why, why, I mean, and I remember it. I remember 
being on the news. Do you remember it? I remember it as well. I didn't understand that event very well until recently, though. So why do you think uh, what happened back then so, was seemed a lot less, I mean, it I mean, it was on the news and they said, hey, you know, it was kind of like, hey, this is what's going on and it was here and gone. Well, Crimea is like 96% ethnically Russian. Yeah. So that that's like a, a issue. Like Crimea asked to go to Russia at the same time. Now it's part of Ukraine. Ukraine didn't want to let it go, but there's this self-determination argument that they wanted to go to Russia. They didn't, you're talking about a poor part of the country where when the president was removed from power in 2012, 96% of the people in Crimea voted for the guy who got kicked out. Right. So it was a lot less there. It's hard to make that argument. Right. I think that, I think that they were going to say, I mean, I think that they'll make it now. They want, you know, but to not recognize that Ukraine's been involved in a civil war since 2012, I think isn't very accurate. You know what I mean? But to get back to, to nukes, I think that we are closer and, and that's something that we should consider is, is there a peace process here where we can solve this issue? I think that it's something that we should well, not, consider. Not with our current administration, no. the way they run. I don't think there's any. Well, chance. and I think that, I think that a concern. In fact, they've, they've actively stopped peace negotiations. Yeah. yeah they, they, the, apparently there was a. Well, peace for war, but they're still trying to get Brittany Griner out. <laughs> right. Holy so, shit. Well, still trying my, to come up favorite, with bail. My favorite thing about Brittany Griner being arrested is the Russians are like, yes, those woke Americans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what will they do without their precious WNBA? <laughs> they have uh, totally misread that situation. <laughs> WNBA as a whole is a joke. I know that it's not a representation of the entire country, but everyone I know is like, whatever. Keeper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, Who I think it gives to I shit. think I think that kind of goes to show like these people here in America, they feel emboldened to act the way they do and do what they do. Mm-hmm. And they they're so coddled here, they forget like other countries don't fuck like that. And so you go to Russia and like I've got my my got my weed with me, like, hey, this is a major crime. Like, well, I'm Brittany Grenner, like, yeah. Who? Who? We don't give a fuck. Tall lady, you're going to jail. I didn't know who she was until she got arrested. Did anyone else here? Have I didn't know. So I, I definitely think that we should be teaching duck and cover. That being said, like, let's not have to duck and cover, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like launch first. Well, I agree. So, Damn. so we are, we are tailored to launch first because we have these mobile nukes, right? So our arsenal is definitely tailored to launch first, although our policy is tailored against that. But if you have the mobile nukes, like the idea here would be that the Russians have attack submarines that are following our ballistic missile submarines. And their idea would be, Hey, if there's a nuclear conflict, our, we have to shoot this nuclear submarine and kill it before it can shoot its missiles at Russia, right? The problem is, is that for those guys, how are they going to know, right? Like those uh, ballistic missile submarines are all the time drilling on how to launch missiles, right? So if that, if that missile submarine gets in a position to launch its missiles, they're going to be like, oh, that's a drill again. They're not going to, they're not going to be able to stop it because by the time they see that it's launching its missiles, it's too late, right? It's too late. But at the same time, if the Russians were to attack us first, we would be in a big bad situation because uh, so the russians doctrine for attacking us involves emp yeah electromagnetic pulse one of the things that happens when a nuclear weapon is detonated is that that release of radiation interferes with radio waves so can i can i take a moment to just point out that dave has actually had his house emp proofed by an electrician yes that's well what when he's still playing xbox when the russians (laughs) so all of your wiring has shielding so it's 
So it's, when it, there's no electricity, no electric grid, <laughs> Dave will still have the ability to get electricity. So which Dave's is not gonna available. Be, Dave's going to be the warlock in Die Hard. Uh, in Die Hard. Oh yeah. So it's it's not quite that simple, but I have done some EMP, EMP proofing to my house. One of the problems is that when high altitude electromagnetic pulse takes place up high in the atmosphere, there's a nuclear weapon that's going off, and it's irradiating the ground with all of these electric electromagnetic waves right and so we're talking about radio waves that are huge and very small as well right the whole electromagnetic spectrum and then those power lines that are insulated right you're talking about miles and miles of power line that's now an antenna for all of those electromagnetic waves the power grid will charge and then it will ram that electrical charge into all the houses all the buildings and if they're not shielded it's going to be killing all of the appliances in your house it's going to kill all your lights it's going to kill everything that's plugged in. Now, one of the issues with electromagnetic pulse that's kind of, because we we only know about electromagnetic pulse from movies, basically, right? It is so hard to research that. You're like researching this stuff. It took me a long time to gain as much knowledge as I have on it. And I'm not not an expert by any means. But one of the things that people will talk about, you remember the Call of Duty mission uh, where there's the EMP and then everyone's dot site goes out? Mm Mm-hmm. The likelihood that dot sites will go out is actually pretty low because those dot sites, they're built inside of a metal cage and the the linear feet of circuitry in that dot site is pretty small. And so smaller devices will likely to survive, but I wouldn't count on- Except for hollow suns. They're all going to explode. Well- Everyone's sold to America. So so those will will stop working when they just flip their, turn off the hollow sun switch. (laughs) Detonate the charge. Son of a bitch. I've got two of those. I love all. Follow son. I've got two of them. So, Chinese communists. <laughs> I bought them from my uncle over there. I wouldn't count on any device that's designed to absorb or send electro- electromagnetic radiation to survive an EMP. And so like cell phones and radios, I think those are going to be really sensitive. They may not have obvious long antennas, but they are designed to absorb that radiation, mm-hmm. right? And so I would count on them absorbing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I would recommend a Faraday box if you're concerned about EMP. It's easy to put a few Baofeng radios in an EMP box. They're 30 bucks a piece. Good to save them for emergencies. But the Russian, the Russian attack paradigm counts on those EMPs and they have weapons that are tailored for it. Now, According to most sources right now, the major EMP weapons have been de- decommissioned, but they who knows, they could be recommissioning them right now. If, if I were in the situation of the Russians, I would. One of the things that happened, they had, they had six of these R-36 heavy ICBMs that instead of having 10 one megaton warheads, they each had one 20 megaton warhead. And the, the idea was that they would bombard the upper atmosphere over the United States with overlapping electromagnetic pulses. Now, I can't say how exactly accurate this is, but based on my research, and this is mostly coming from radio forums and stuff like that, because the ham radio guys are are kind of the only people worried about EMP, but they think that a 10 megaton warhead is that all because is that because they're all conspiracy theorists? I don't know. I think it's probably because they all have thousands of dollars of radio, oh, okay. radio equipment, but their information suggests that a 10 megaton warhead detonated at 300 miles would do the whole continental United States. And so if we're talking about 20 megaton warheads, we're talking about more intense EMP overlapping, much more likelihood of killing devices. I mean, you know, it, it may be the type of thing where, hey, look, your, your flashlight 
survive one EMP, but it has, if there's another one, it has the same chance of surviving that it did the first one. And if that, if that was a 50, 50 chance, then it's a coin flip, whether it works after the pulse, right? If there were an electromagnetic pulse, there's, there's going to be a problem communicating with our mobile assets for that counter strike. Right. And if they know they're going to attack us, then that attack submarine following that ballistic missile submarine can be like, it's seven o'clock time to shoot them. Coordinating attacks. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Yeah, Coordination of attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Launching it all off. Um, do you think, obviously we know this, uh, the government is aware of this, right? Yeah. Well, they should be. Do they, do they make us aware of it? Probably not. But you know, like you said, you can shield your electronics from these EMPs. So how much of the internal workings or communication apparatus of the United States government is actually ready for an EMP attack? I think a large amount of our military equipment is hardened against it. Sure. But I think it's the the things that you can't, you can't harden the radio waves that you would send to your ballistic missile submarine, right? Because that's going to be a situation where, so one of the things that happened, sorry, I'm taking a little detour here. One of the things that happened when we tested EMP, it was called Operation Fish, Fishbowl. We had, it was the launch Starfish Prime, where we sent a rocket up with a nuke on it to see what would happen. And it ended up doing a whole bunch of damage that we didn't think it was due because we miscalculated the way EMP works. It turns- They didn't carry the one. Yeah, they didn't. It <laughs> got to carry the one. Uh, and I, 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 there's, there are good videos on how this worked. I'm can't explain it. I'm not, I'm not that. Pits? It's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. What happens, though, is that at a certain altitude, the nuclear weapon interacts with the magnetic field around the Earth differently than it does lower. And so there's kind of a synergistic effect Mm -hmm. once it gets to a certain altitude. So they launched this missile in the Pacific and I think they were a thousand miles from Hawaii and they ended up frying a whole bunch of radios in Hawaii. They didn't even think that they would. Mm. But they also ended up killing several satellites. And so what happened was there were saddle, there there was a field of radioactive electromagnetically charged particles that were left by the blast. And when a satellite would enter that field, it would be damaged by those particles and go out. And so whether our satellites are hardened against it, there's a good likelihood that if our satellites are in that area of effect, they won't be able to transmit. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So they, there's that radio blackout is something that will take place. And if... There were, an, if you were in the area of a nuclear weapon de- detonated on the ground or a near ground level, you won't be able to use your radio for probably several hours until the radiation drops to a level where it's not interfering with those radio waves. Gotcha. So it's definitely, I'm sure that they have contingencies. I, I, I know that they, they know more about it than I do, but one of the things that we never talk about it, most people don't think about the risks or how these weapons are deployed, Right. We just think, press the button. It's going to happen. Yeah, the nukes go off, right? Right, right. So definitely there is a benefit... If, if there's going to be a nuclear exchange, there's a there's a benefit to attacking first, right? Okay. Now, there's a benefit to attacking second, too, because if you see the enemy launching its weapons, you can fire yours, right? Right. But, you know, there's there are issues with how, how do you attack, right? Um, if we all saw GoldenEye, right? Sure. I love uh, that one. They they're my ha- favorite of James they, Bond. They had secret EMP weapons hidden in satellites. I think that, you know, that's... That's a concern, mm-hmm. right? We we don't inspect all of these satellites, right? They shoot them up. We count that they're doing what they're what they're doing. They right? say they're doing. Now, I hesitate to ever make decisions based on what uh, 
speculative. Typ- sure. Typically, I count on. I make all of my decisions based uh, off James uh, Bond movies. It's <laughs> so. a good principle to live by. I, like I did up until about 2013. Then after that, I said, no, fuck that shit. Not these guys anymore. Daniel Craig, go to hell. <laughs> Wait, you don't like the new Bond? No, nah, he's a bitch. What? Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> oh, wow. End discussion. Shut up. Uh, Casino Royale wow. is good. Okay. Casino after Royale that, was good. After that, I just like. I, I yeah. can't get with the old James Bond just because there's they're too techie. I, I don't. Pierce Brosnan's a stud. Pierce Brosnan is. I love We all know Sean Connery's the best James yes, Bond. Yes, agreed. That's agreed 100%. Now they're bringing in Idris Elba. Oh, you I know, like him. You know He's who cool. needs to be James Bond, though, is Henry Cavill. I think he would do Tom well. Hardy? That that dude was born to be James Bond. What about He Tom? was born to play nerd roles. What about Tom Hardy? He is a nerd at yeah, heart. Look at that dude, though. He is James Bond. Yeah. He's even British. Yep. Tom Holland? No. No, what? Hardy. The Tom dude Holland looks like he's 10. Yeah. No. <laughs> no? He's Spider-Man. Uh, not Tom Hardy. I, I, I know who he is. I, I, I'm no, 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 Tom, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Tom Hardy is the guy who's... Tom Holland is Spider-Man. Tom Hardy is Bane. Tom Holland is Spider-Man. Tom Hardy is Venom. Is Venom. Is Bane. Yeah. 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 You don't like is, Tom Hardy? Isn't either? he being the next one? Or yeah. Tom Hardy. But Tom, I I want James Bond to not have like be so proper. I want him to have like that Cockney. I fucker, what you doing here? He's eh? a gentleman spy. <laughs> no, that's, this that's, is different. He grew up on the streets. He's not the fucking <laughs> on the streets. On them streets. No, bro. he did. He grew he's, up on them streets. Literally described as a gentleman spy. No, on the, the next the next one he's got to come from them streets. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm with Fitz on this one. That, Thank that's you. Wrong. He's got to come from them. You know what? Don't you, you think it'd be awesome? You. Though? If you want to spy from the streets, make your own spy movie. Yeah. I want no. James Bond. James Bond shows up. He doesn't order a Vulcan martini. He orders a fucking PBR. Bud, Bud he wants Light. a fucking. <laughs> he's got a PBR. A pint of lager, man. PBR. He walks in with it. a fucking million dollar tux and orders a Budweiser. He's not gonna tux. He's gonna be in the redneck tux. Which is jeans. Jeans. That is not James Bond. Jesus, do you work for Amazon or something? Like that is not James <laughs> Bond. Want to ruin franchises? They're doing such a good job. I don't have to try. <laughs> you know what? Give it to Disney. They're Terminalist failing pretty hard. Good. Aren't they down one point five billion? Would you say, Dave? Terminalist was good. Yeah, Terminalist. Good. I've heard. I'll, Terminalist I'll tell you really right good. now. I'll tell you. Have you read the books? No. No. Oh, they don't hold a camera. Way books. really? Way movies a never do. One million times better. Movies never do. Read that, the books. You've, so you've already watched. I would recommend if you haven't done either one yet, read the books then watch the I didn't, series. I'm I didn't the, even know they were books until about halfway through. Yeah. One. I'm I'm all, I'm in the fourth book. It's good. Yeah. So you know what? You know what set of movies actually did live up to the books? Don't you say Lord of the Rings will cut you? No, Lord of the Rings is terrible. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're Lo- talking Amazon Relax. series was terrible. Lord right? of the Re- Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings was okay, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, okay, hold on. Sidetrack. I actually wasn't mad at the Rings of Power. Oh, fuck you. I was not mad at the Rings of Power. I you watched, I like no, it. Came you here saying I, like, I wasn't going to swear on. today. Hold on. <laughs> I'm you, listening. Yes. You. Yes. You liked The Wheel of Time. Because I hadn't read the books in like a decade, yes, I enjoyed it. Oh fuck! Just kidding. Oh, no, I did not. God. I did okay. not like it. Oh my god! I've only heard it's, it's it just, just it didn't make sense. No, it it was I, only people I who like kitty porn say that stuff. <laughs> you oh know, my, gosh. my favorite <laughs> my favorite thing about uh, Rings of Power is that it ended. The guy who you knew was <laughs> who you knew was Sauron the whole time is like, look, you're the one who saved me from the ocean and then made me become king and gave me all this power and then you and then you saved my life and drove me over here. <laughs> it's like, wait a second, that's a good point. That like, other guy is uh like sh- he didn't do shit. <laughs> that other guy is that Gandalf? Oh, ga- that's Gandalf, right? No, no, the the uh, guy who ended up being Sauron, uh, Halbrand or whatever, the only competent white dude, so right, you yeah. knew he was going to be Sauron. Yeah, no, that's Sauron. No, the other dude, the the, <laughs> the giant guy. 
Oh yeah, what about him? With the with the hobbits, that's Gandalf. Oh, I'm sure. It's gotta be. I mean, my nerd's gonna show though, but Gandalf was not around in that age, if you guys were wondering. It's <laughs> true, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's some bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, so the the only the only movie Wait, series you like that though she swam across a whole ocean. She's That's a just fucking stupid. elf, bro. Dude, since when can you swim across a whole ocean? I wouldn't know. And then then she just <laughs> happens upon a shipwreck in the middle of the ocean. Fitz definitely can't said, swim across I, an ocean. I said I, said I would not swim. know. Fitz Fuck can't you. swim fifty meters Fuck in four you. foot of water. I hate you. <laughs> Hold on, let's stay on he topic. Died. The and only he died. the only series of movies Josh that like, actually held up. up can we stay on topic? Wait, 50 no, no. meters. Can we stay on topic, please? We're getting sidetracked. Wait, if Galadriel had stayed on that fucking ship and gone to the Undying Lands or whatever they're called, the whole thing wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Sauron would have died at sea. Yeah. Sounds like she's the bad guy. She's the bad guy. So what you're saying is it's always the women's fault. According to Amazon, is, like the, half, is the half Pacific like Islander can't swim? What, can we stay on topic? The okay. only set of movies that has held a candle and been actually yes. pretty good with the books is Twilight. <sighs> really? Cannot confirm her, or deny. Her acting is fucking terrible. But are they true? Like to, the the question is: do, Are they true to the books? Having never seen the, yeah, or have, having never read the oh, books, I can't they say. They both suck, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Joss has probably done. What? The, they were true to the books? It was pretty good. It was so pretty good. Her, her acting, well, her acting was terrible. The writing was shitty, too. She's like, so. hey, want to go to a dance? <laughs> if you guys haven't seen that. What's it, Chris, Kristen Stewart? Is Kristen that her name? Stewart, yeah. Kristen Stewart. So the movie that I'm excited to be made off of a book is Una out of order. Oh. <laughs> that is yes. accurate. Una out Thanks, of order. Because Jocelyn. it's going to be on the fucking Skinaflix. Because it's going to be on Skinaf- Skinamax. I, I just want, I, I'm just excited. It's going to have to come out on Skinamax. I hope that I'm Una is it's, played by Kristen Stewart. <laughs> no, it's oh gonna my be, gosh, please no. It's going to be a parody. It's going to be Una out of lube. <laughs> and that's the one you're excited for. If if you guys haven't seen Soylent Green for a while, you guys need to rewatch that. Oh, never seen it. Like, it's very appropriate they, right they, now. They've made the, so many. Well, they've made offshoots. Uh, the Jim was it called the uh, Omega Man? Oh no no no! That um, Omega Man was uh, an offshoot yeah. of uh, the Vampire one. What was yeah, it? I am Legend. I am Legend. I am Legend is Omega Man original. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. No. Soylent, Soylent Green says that it's an extreme metal band. No, it's a no, it's a it Charlton is, Heston. It film. is people. <laughs> yeah, Omega so, Man was anyway, Charlton Heston also. You watch you watch Soylent Green. I can't remember what year it takes place. 2019. Is it 2019? I believe so. So it's a 1973 the, film. All, yeah. The main character is a police officer, and they have like mandatory riot duty where they they all have helmet and you go out, he goes out there, and there are all these people attacking the cops with clubs. And throwing shit at him, and half of them are wearing surgical masks for some reason. I was like, <laughs> I was watching it in like 2020, and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> when they made that movie, they took the brown acid. They're like, oh, okay. oh okay. It, it takes place in 2022. 2022. Oh, does it? Yeah. yeah. Damn. They were just off the mark. Surgical myths. That's like fucking The Simpsons. All right. Yeah. Dave. Okay, so to the point about. Uh, how the attack could come. I, I, Patton said, the more we sweat in peacetime, the less we bleed in war. I think that we should look at ourselves very critically and give our, 
our opposition more credit than they may deserve, right? So I think if, we, if we're going to deal with the Russian nuclear attack, I think we should assume that they have certain things going for them so that we can plan well, right? So that's kind of why I think that, yeah, we absolutely but, need to have, go ahead. But look at the time. Has, has America in the last, I mean, 60, 70 years been more divided than it is now? No. So all our enemies see that. They see an America divided. It's the art of war. Attack your win- enemy when they're weak. And right? we're and we're focused internally on elections. My uncle and wrote that book. No, he didn't. Sun Tzu. How, how old are you? Yeah. It's my uncle. It's a good book. Like great, great. Mm-hmm. No, he was not. He was yes, a Paul, so, bro. He's so, not Polynesian. Again, the white man trying Dave, to tell me. I, I, I know you're you're focusing it on it on like a national scale, but I think what me and the five people who listen to this podcast would like to hear. Dang. <laughs> wow, Alan. Dang. Five or six. Or should I call you Daryl? Five or six. That's a Daryl. That's a Daryl. That's a fucking Daryl move. To say right there. I don't know why you guys move. think I don't like that name. You've got Alan, and I like Alan, and then Daryl comes out. I'm like, fucking who invited Daryl? Jekyll and Hyde over here. We like right. Alan. All right. Gosh damn it, Dave. Why'd you have to so bring So me Darryl? and the clearly thousands of people who watch this podcast are wondering, is like, what do I do if a new kid's near me? Like, how much iodine, how many iodine tablets do I need? Okay, like so that. so iodine tablets are available. Iodine, what happens is when the nuclear weapon goes off, there's plutonium inside or uranium, and that's a heavy fissile material, and it, it decays very fast at the time of detonation. That's why all that re- energy is released. Fission means the atoms are splitting, and they're splitting into smaller atoms, and some of those atom- atoms are unstable and will decay. And one of those decaying atoms that will result is iodine, radioactive iodine. Your thyroid is very hungry for iodine, and it will absorb any iodine that you encounter. So the idea is if there is a nuclear weapon, you take iodine to fill your thyroid up with iodine so that you can't absorb any of the bad iodine, right? And so Ki, potassium iodate, iodide or potassium iodate can be used. You take that and they they make it commercially. It's available without a prescription. You can have some on hand if there is a nuclear attack. They say don't take it unless directed to. There might not be anyone to direct you to take it. So so I would I would if anyone's planning on using this part of their preps, you need to do your own research, but you're gonna need to take that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. So about how much about how much am I gonna need? Probably gonna need about a hundred and thirty milligrams. How often? You're gonna need it daily. But daily. you should look at that yourself. Sure. And do your own research. Dr. Dave, we know. In it. Did you guys ever do that? Just don't give tablets? any health recommendations here, but we're Sorry, what's that? Did you Disclaimer. ever do iodine tablets when you were in the. Disclaimer. Army? Oh, I had them. I had them for like purifying water. Yeah. yeah you ever I use never them? used them. Don't, you're not going to use. Don't use the purification stuff. That's no. not, not for human consumption. No, no, no. But, That's why we're talking about potassium iodide, right? Yeah. You, you want you want potassium iodide that is made for human consumption. Wait, hold on. Explain that again. So the the stuff that is used for sterilizing stuff is yes. is not going to be acceptable. No. no, no, no. Don't fucking put that in your mouth like a damn Alka-Seltzer, you weirdo. <laughs> oh, no? It starts foaming at the mouth. <laughs> Took my iodine. <laughs> like, Dave fucking told me to do this. The doctor's like, you're dying. Next no, thing you know, Dave it's fucking, my doctor. it's, it's fucking, <laughs> it's, it's Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. This motherfucker's turned into a skeleton. He chose poorly. <laughs> he chose poorly. <laughs> His flesh is melting off of him. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is what it is. So, so let's go over what to do in a case of a nuclear attack. Let's start with the most pressing need, and that is surviving the attack, right? Yeah, surviving. So, duck and cover. There's a great film on it with Bert the Turtle, and people make fun of it because it's campy and from the 50s, but it talks about all the all the ways to duck and cover. But ultimately, what you want to do is put something between you and the bomb. So, um, women, children, a concrete, dirt. concrete dirt. Oh, oh, if you're oh, oh, so concrete unicorns for fits. He's all unicorns and pineapples. <laughs> They're protected. So what, what you're going to have to do. Goddamn Mongolians. <laughs> you're going to have to practice duck and cover if you want to be able to use it because we don't do things that we're not trained to do right but it's there are going to be some limitations you're not going to have like a nuclear bomb going off to be like oh now it's the time for me to duck and cover this is my signal to do it you're going to have to know that if there's an otherworldly flash that fills the sky with light that it could be an atomic weapon and it's time to to duck and cover right so like if the, there's a number of ways that atomic weapons can do damage. One of those things is the blast wave, right? So at the at ground zero, the pressure is extremely high, right? And the heat is extremely high and the radiation is extremely high. And all of that dissipates as the blast wave goes out. So there's an area around the blast wave where the it's 20 PSI, 20 pounds per square inch. And that's the area where survival is nigh unto impossible, uh, heavy concrete buildings are being destroyed at that point. Um, then you have an area where five PSI is present. That's farther out. Now at the five PSI area, survival is possible. It's, it's something where you could survive, especially if you have protection, if, especially if you're able to get down behind something, down behind cover, right? You're saying 20 PSI, 20 PSI is high? High. And five is lower, obviously, because yeah. it's a lower number. Well, you, 20 doesn't sound high. You got to remember that like the, the air that you push out of your tire, that's like 40 PSI, that's coming through a little teeny hole. Not ever. Oh, wait, you're not yeah, getting not hit a by a, a, a wall. giant wall of mm -hmm, it, right? Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, sure enough, the pressures that you're exposed to, you, they, they might do say like, this, this was this, this many PSI, but you're talking about like... Maybe it's an M80, right? Is there going to be some high pressure coming off of an M80 or out of out of the barrel of a gun? We've all felt blast effects from yeah, that kind overpressure of overpressure so, from that. Yeah, we've all felt that, but it's not it's not like a wall. Right. Uh, like your whole world has changed. One of your one of the problems that you're going to have when being exposed to this wall of overpressure: eardrums popping, lungs collapsing, right? Hollow organ damage, right? But there is a point where you're just you're where the bomb is going off, and you're so dead. You hold your breath. I would not hold my breath. Don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> no, hold, fill your lungs up, bro, so I don't collapse on you. Well, I think the pressure inside you want it out. is going to be you want it, so breathe much out. less than the pressure outside. Uh, you know, that's not really part of the duck and cover oh, shit, paradise. Right. Do you clench or not? It's, uh... So we when we when we what did range 500 out of 29 Palms, they had this big explosion. They dropped this big bomb before we, we uh, went through one of our final exercises. And they all told us to keep your mouth open. Don't hold your breath. Don't close your mouth. Just keep your mouth open when I remember when it they goes said off. that uh, about IEDs, too, when yeah. we were in Iraq. See, this is good, good yeah. advice. Yeah. Mouth open. Mouth open. And it went off. Did they tell you, you to close your eyes, though? You felt the... Uh, I don't think... Close your eyes, remember. open your mouth. It was... It was. They were very <laughs> adamant. Oh, they, my gosh. They were very adamant about you not holding your breath and not, like, keeping your mouth 
closed, like keep it open. So I, oh, yeah. they said it could shatter your know. teeth, right? Yeah, your mouth was closed. So when it went off, it was, and it wasn't a, a humongous bomb. We were hiding behind this big rock structure, and it went off, and you could feel it like in your body. And everyone was looking at each other like, "Holy shit!" Now let's go shoot these green Ivans. You guys uh-huh. had green Ivans? What's no, green the Ivan? pop up ones? Oh, oh they're little yeah, pop up. Yeah. T- yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, call yeah. them green Ivans. Okay, that makes sense. We go through <laughs> we go through this huge course <laughs> shooting everything. So I would imagine that I, I, I that sounds like very sound advice in my in my view. One of the things that a lot of people don't realize though is like at five PSI, like you've been in a big windstorm, right? Where you felt the wind blowing on you. At five PSI, if you're standing up, you could become a projectile, right? At so five PSI. At five PSI. Wow. Hmm. And so that's, that's a, that's a high likelihood. If you, if the blast wave picks you up, your likelihood of death is very high. Sure. Right. It, it takes 20 or excuse me, it takes 10 PSI to move you off the ground if you're lying down on the ground. So getting down is, is part of that. Don't become a projectile. Now, uh, at five PSI, you're, there's still a high likelihood of serious injury or death, right? So you're hoping to be farther away from mitigating that. But one of the pro- another problem is that thermal impulse. Now, that thermal impulse can light you on fire, but it's absorbed over time. And the bigger the bomb, the higher the thermal impulse, but the longer it takes for it to be expressed by the bomb, right? So like a small nuclear weapon is going to have a lower thermal impulse that is released more immediately, right? So you're it's going to be critical to get behind cover because that thermal impulse can still burn you, can still damage you. But on a larger thermonuclear weapon, hydrogen bomb, stuff like that, it's going to be expressed over a longer period of time. Now, one of the things that happened is that the the no nukes uh, movement, what they would do is they would take they would take um, an overlay of the czar bomb, which was the largest nuclear weapon ever created. And they would, they would say, so where do you live? And you tell them, and then they'd put it over your city. And even though you lived very miles away from the, the ground zero where, where the city is, they'd say, Hey, look, you, the czar bomb would light you on fire in your garden. You'd Mm -hmm. be out gardening. You'd just be on fire. Mm -hmm. Do you have places to hide? And it's like, you know, it's, it's not, it's hyperbolic because the, the Russians built a czar bomb and it was like 58 to 65 megatons or something like that. Just then they detonated on uh, Medney Island. Yeah. They blew the only one they ever built up. Yeah. So like the czar bomb is not like, we shouldn't be using that as like, what is, what is the nuclear threat? It's not the czar bomb. They blew it. They blew that up. Yeah. So one of the things that, you know, should be noted is the average yield of a nuclear weapon is 350 kilotons, which is a lot, Mm -hmm. but it is also not a humongous multi-megaton hydrogen bomb that is just destroying everything. The technique for surviving each is the same though, because you're going to want to duck and cover. If you're, if you're in the region where duck and cover is of use, it's, it's actually more useful on a larger weapon because that weapon is expressing its energy more in blast and, and heat than it is in radiation or residual radiation. Mm -hmm. Now, assuming that you duck and cover after the bomb hits, you will be in an area where you don't want to be because if you're close enough to need duck and cover, there is going to be residual radiation. It's going to be something that you absorb over time. You don't want to sit there and absorb it. So you want to get off the X. You want to walk perpendicular to the direction of the wind. Uh, so after, so get off the X. If you have a gas mask, don it. Okay. One of the problems is these ray, the, the bomb will suck up a whole bunch of dirt into the fireball 
and irradiate it. That becomes fallout. The most fallout is going to land around the area where the bomb went off because all of the heavy particles are going to start falling out of the cloud, right? Well, these particles, you can breathe them in. You can say, say you get home, you can wash your body off. You can wash, you can decontaminate your skin. You can't decontaminate your lungs. So something like a, a gas mask is ideal, right? Would, would cigars help at all? Cigarettes? <laughs> Which one? Can I use my COVID mask? Yeah, you're good. My N95 that I haven't washed in three years? I got to double up. Double, double up on it, I would Fauci say, told me to. I would say that uh, a dust mask like an N95 would be useful, yeah, but yeah. it would not be ideal. I mean, they're not- It's three years old? No. <laughs> Never ideal for anything. Not COVID, not bombs. Now you have gas for? masks for yourself and your whole family, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> this, is the, this is the guy when they said COVID was a pandemic. He went downstairs and pulled his pandemic tote off of the shelf. Hell yeah. He's like, pandemic. Which had ninety-five masks Nuclear, in it. apocalypse. <laughs> okay, that is accurate as well. <laughs> the apocalypse, just it's, it's just full of alcohol. He's like, well, screw it. <laughs> So one of the things I brought with me today, and you guys can look at it if you want, I have, there are two versions of this book that I have brought, but it's this Nuclear War Survival Skills book. This is the 2022 edition. This is pretty much the same as this 1987 edition, but it's got a lot more commentary from the the co-author. Now, the author of the book is Crescent Kearney, and he has died. So the 2022 edition is updated by another person, and it has analysis on more politics than anything else. But after you get off the X, then you have to deal with fallout. And fallout, one of the important things is sheltering. So we talked a minute about how if you're behind a brick wall of a certain thickness, it will reduce the radiation dose that you receive. Well, depending on where you are, you can reduce that residual dose as well. Even in very bad situations, the amount of hazardous radiation released by the bomb is going to, first of all, it's not going to be absorbed by you instantaneously like the blast radiation is, right? Mm -hmm. So getting out of that environment is a, is very beneficial. You could You could have a dose that, yeah, like, you know what? This is a dose where if you stay here for an hour, you're dead. So get out of there, right? Sheltering in your home is a good idea, and you can make your home very safe against those fallout effects if your area is affected by fallout, especially if you have a basement. So in this book, it talks about a lot of the, the, it talks about how to design a fallout shelter, but it also, knowing those principles would help you build an expedient shelter in your home. So for about every three point, or excuse me, three, 0.6 inches of packed dirt will reduce the radiation dose by half. So if you can get 10 of those, you effectively re reduce it for every thousand parts of radiation that are going through that, you take away 999 of those. Mm -hmm. So if you have 10 plus another one, you actually cut that thousand in half, right? So if you can get to, to 11, you're for every thou, 2000 particles, only one is getting through mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. If you have food storage or something like that, it would be appropriate to build a place to sit inside your home and stack that food storage on the other side of your, of your basement wall, right? So you're going to have your basement wall, where you've got packed earth on one side and then stacking items, food storage, even sandbags if you need to on the other side to create an area where you the ener or the radioactive energy that's going through your home is absorbed by those items. So one of the things that we talk about in a lot of our training is time, distance, and shielding. 
Yeah, I was going to say that. If you're receiving a dose of radiation and say you're two feet away from the source, if I can go to four feet, I have reduced my radiation dose by 75%, mm-hmm. right? So the farther and farther away I can get from these radioactive particles, say I've got, say I've got my expedient shelter, I've stacked up all my canned food, all my buckets of wheat on one side of me, but I still have the roof, right? I'm in the basement. It's much better for me to be in the basement than on the ground floor where I'm closer to the ceiling, right? Getting as far away from the outside edges of your home is very key, right? One of the things that is very important to remember is that that radiation that is released by the bomb is decaying very quickly. So after, I think it's, there's a chart in the book that talks about this, but I think that after seven hours, the dose of radiation that is present at ground zero is reduced by half. Mm. And then it continues to do that uh, cutting by half over time. And ultimately, you know, there's, there's calculations and how to do it. And if you have a radiation detector, it could be very helpful. But if you needed to shelter in place without external knowledge, the dose that you would receive after 14 days, two weeks is, is going to be a safe dose most likely. Right. So having the ability to shelter in place for two weeks will likely reduce your radiation injury levels to nil if you can get into that shelter in time. Right. So the biggest issue there is going to be water probably, right? Yeah, you're going to need food and water um and that's going to that's just a, a matter of planning, right? You, I would if you if you want to prepare for that, I would recommend a toilet. Now, if you had an area where you were in your home and you had your shelter set up and you had your toilet somewhere else in the house that was still functional, that would be, it would be okay to go poop in the toilet and then come back. You're not going to receive that dose. But the problem is, is you're, you're going to receive some radiation going to the bathroom, but with the fallout, it's more about continual radiation, absorbing, uh, absorbing that radiation over time, uh, not taking your iodine and having your thyroid absorb that radioactive iodine. It's about just being in the presence of that radiation over that long period of time. And you're going to want to reduce that to as little as possible. Hmm. So those are That's kind of... Tip. If I got a collar, lead one, could that protect... So radiation... A lead collar? Yeah. So re- for <laughs> your neck. for your thyroid? Yeah. So you're you're not going to absorb that radiation, the the iodine through your skin. You're going to absorb that through your eyes, through your nose, through your mouth, right? Lead face mask. Again. Why don't you try taking some lead pills? (laughs) Boom. Lead sedative. Yeah. Then you don't have to worry about it. Gas mask for if you're out and about. Um, you can, you can help you, you can, you can do things to reduce your exposure in the home. You could set up a decontamination area where you staged and got clean before you came into your shelter area. That would be important, right? Um, a a lot of people talk about tape for windows and stuff like that. If you do have drafty windows, that would be very appropriate. You don't want that coming in. But even if you didn't, we're talking about reducing that dose over layers of protection, right? So definitely would be appropriate to tape windows and doors, but the most important thing is being getting clean and setting up shelter inside your house, right? Your iodine, if you, if you're if you're at the point of ground zero and and you are absorbing that radioactive material and getting off the X, you're gonna want to take that iodine immediately. If you are using lead for shielding, it takes a it takes a lot of lead to reduce that 
radiation dose. The like when you go to the doctor and they put a lead apron on you, they're not they are not exposing people to crazy levels of radiation like well, I'm nuclear, just thinking the, back to the the Indiana Jones where they were testing and Harrison Ford got in the lead lined uh and it launched and launched launches him. him. <laughs> and he and he's fine. Even rattling around in a nuclear blast doesn't hurt him. But in uh, the worst Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah the worst I, was terrible. I would like I don't recall this just, one. This isn't in the Indiana no, Jones cr- canon. Yeah, yeah, and, and the Kingdom not. of the Crystal Skull. No, that's not Indiana Jones. Can we just pretend it never about. happened? We can. We can I, pretend. Yeah, it I don't never know happened. what you're talking about. This is not ringing a bell. Sorry. We, we, Indiana like Jones? It. Who? I don't remember it. I remember him okay, fighting good. the Nazis. Oh, yeah. It's, it's in another in character. Canyon. Did, it's another character it. that he did called uh, New York. Uh, New York Sam. Not Indiana Jones, okay. New York Sam. I was like, oh. Shia LaDouche is in that? Fuck yeah. that guy. That's right. Fuck that guy. Oh, yeah, that's his kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you remember now. Yeah, that was uh, his kid. I don't know what you're talking about. He was, uh... Nope. Oh, okay. Never mind. So, uh, so, 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 should I hit up, like, all the um, scrapyards and trying to find an old lead-lined fr- uh, refrigerator that I can go hide out in? I think maybe just, like, uh... Preparing your basement. Sounds like you're better off getting a bunch of dirt, bro. Yeah. Be a mole, dig a hole, and live in that hole for 14 I think it's interesting. I read an article, though, about how uh, kind of the new, if you've got money, like fuck you money, the new thing is like underground shelters uh, for the the rich. Absolutely. And they're very popular right now. Which, what does that tell you? Something's coming. Right. Um, Underground shelter is very important for that. Uh, but I think what I'm waiting for is for it to pop off, and I'm just going to go buck wild. I'm going to start robbing people. After 14 days, right? Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> to wait 14 days. No. I, I want to become a mutant. I think Dave was the one who told me this. Just be sure you're not the first one to pop off, right? <laughs> like you go out, you make sure other people are doing it before you just start checking Don't names the leader off. The in that one. Yeah, because if you're wrong, like, society's holding together, then you're fucked. But, like, you look around, everyone else You come out shooting people, it. like, it's a, yeah. it's a nuclear folly. Like, no, it was just an air show, dumbass. <laughs> you're going to prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, and don't be the first one to start checking names off that list. Wait till wait till four or five guys start murdering people, then you know get in the mix. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to? You don't want to be the only one. Hey, when, Fitz, when you were in Iraq, did they have the CRAM shooting down shells and rockets and stuff? Uh, I think in Ramadi we had some, but I was on a little fob, so we didn't have shit. Okay, that every time that shit went off, it either missed. Or like one time it cut the bomb in half <laughs> and half the bomb hit the Alpha Palace and the other half hit a bus right by the jail yes. hall. I was like, I think this is making things worse. <laughs> <laughs> we're creating, you're, we're you're creating more proje- bombs. We're creating <laughs> more projectiles. <laughs> we created one dangerous object and made two. Yeah. So when you have these, and I'm kind of get, trying to get to this point. So when you have this ICBM and they launch these nuclear bombs, the nuclear bomb comes over, they detonate the bomb. It's typically an aerial detonation, detonation. correct? Detonation. So they're, they're kind of two school of thoughts. If you're attacking civilians, an airburst would be much more effective because an airburst is going to have a wider, wider area of effect. But if you're attacking locations. If you're attacking like a military base, the likelihood is much more likely that it's going to be either a closer to the ground or a ground impact. A, a lot of times, like... It's, it's like basically two altitude se- settings. Like one might be a kilometer above the ground and then the ground burst setting might be, you know, a hundred yards, right? But if it's higher, then that thermal impulse gets to shine over a larger area of ground. And that can be a big problem. But Get I, your SPF 100 out. I think that one of the interesting things that should be, should be remembered is that 
those very high powered bombs that they were going to de- detonate high above the ground, that was more in, during the area where the ICBMs had a very low accuracy rate. Um, they think that these Russian heavy ICBMs have a 50% likelihood of being able to hit a 500 meter circle. Mm. So, I mean, that's pretty good for a weapon that's that powerful, right? You, if you can hit, you know, that close to your target, you're going to destroy it. That's like a phase two cell phone hang up. Yeah. <laughs> pretty accurate. <laughs> you never find that shit. No. <laughs> the nuclear bomb you would but <laughs> consi- oh, okay. considering the increased accuracy of these weapons i think the likelihood of a civilian target is lower now than it was in the past you know in the 50s 60s they were talking about hitting civilian targets because the weapons were that inaccurate or you had to fly an airplane over the likelihood i believe is that if the russians are going to nuke us they are going to nuke us where it's harder for us to hurt them that means military targets. And that mean yeah, you know, that means like Air Force bases. Although you know Army it's not bases. like Nagasaki and Hiroshima were big military targets. No, they were. It was like back then it was like let's just kill a bunch Let's of end people. this before we send all these people into Japan. Well, I think yeah. that that was I think about sending a message about the futility of continued conflict, right? Yeah, I think that's accurate. And I'm not saying it's out of the possibility, and it makes sense to what you're talking about with regards to Russia trying to disable our network or our ability to respond in force, right? Uh, attacking military installations or things that would cripple the United States military. But also, you th- think of the same vein, maybe they're just trying to send a message like, fuck you guys, we're going to we're gonna nuke one of your big-ass cities. Like, we're going to drop a nuke on New York. Yeah. It's fine, take or, it. LA or you know, something to the effect like that. It's like, yeah. we're just going to blow up one of your big ass. You know, if they, if they dump one of these heavy ICBMs on New York city, I mean, you're talking about 10, one megaton warheads. Yeah. That's just a, I mean, that's a smoking ruin. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying they will or won't. I'm just saying that's mental warfare. So I, if you're going to go destroy that, like, you know, kill 10 million people in one fell swoop. I think yeah. you should definitely consider that. I mean, that's, there is a likely there. I mean, there's a possibility. There's a school of thought here that nobody wants to destroy the whole world. So one side just says, Hey, we're going to send this fuck you message and let them know where this is going. Mm-hmm. And then does the other, does the other side say, it's on we're we're doing this yeah or do they say you take one city we take one country yeah the whole that's country. the chicago way <laughs> that's the chicago way <laughs> it's the american way you send one of ours to the hospital we send one of theirs to the morgue that's the <laughs> go chicago to the mattresses way. with that and we've kind of talked about it but we never really discussed it uh in regards to nuclear winter that is a coined phrase. I mean, I don't know if Wait, our government on. came up with what it. If the, what if the deep state is manipulating us into a cold war or into a war so nuclear winter can stop global warming? Yeah. Now, what okay. is nuclear winter? What is it? So nuclear winter is the idea that all the smoke from all the fires from all the nuclear weapons will block out the sun and create a situation where the the earth's not getting enough sunlight and like the ice age when the dinosaurs yeah. when the meteor hit now one of the points that's made in this book is that nuclear winter is m- maybe a pro- propaganda tool as okay. as far as so I'm getting at the fear of the fallout of this does happen we're going to get a nuclear winter like the the he thing is is that nu- nuclear war <laughs> nuclear war is bad enough that we don't have to exaggerate the effects right, right? like it's unfortunate that that there are politics involved and that we have people who think that the best way to deal with the threat of nuclear weapons is to teach our children that they're dead. 
you know, and how horrible would that be if, you know, just we had an increase in death of 75% because we didn't teach anyone to prepare for it, right? Because there's this area around a nuclear attack site where survival is very likely if you make the right choices, right? And then if you make the choices after that, we're talking about risk of radiological injury or life-changing injury being mitigated even further, right? Mm -hmm. Nuclear weapon or nuclear winner, excuse me, he argues against it. Crescent Kearney does. And he argues it from that propaganda standpoint. This guy wanted us to be able to be prepared and he, he does good research. He makes an argument against it. I'm not saying that, again, I'm not an expert on it, but a lot of the evidence suggests that that's more of a propaganda tool than anything else. Yeah. yeah. And why would you obfuscate that knowledge and not allow the citizenry to understand like the possibilities of it and what to do? In case that happens, you know, what I, I don't know what the Russian PSA machine is telling their people, but are they saying the same thing? Like, yeah, if there's nuclear war, guys, just you're, you're all fucked. So they, they, they actually prepare. Yeah. So, so uh, one of the things that we could we should consider, I mean, what if an attack comes without warning? We think about like intercepting an ICBM. What if all of a sudden just a nuke goes off in the city and it was came in on the ground in a yeah, truck or yeah. something like that? Like a truck nuke, trunk nuke. Yeah. I mean, some of all fears, some of all fears. That's once again, we're talking about media. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. Talking about books that are better than the movies. Yeah. Some of all fears yeah, way better. better. Than the oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yes. Like that's, I, I think that let's assume that maybe our enemies are smarter than we think they are. If, you know, some of all fears is all about gaining power because the Russians and Americans fight each other off. If you wanted to create a conflict between Russia and America and you were another one of these countries, blowing up a nuke on the ground in the United States would be a fan freaking tastic way to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Because you know that they're going to be like, oh, it's on now. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. One of the things that they can do is that they can ana analyze the radioactive particles that come off of a nuclear weapon. And where the plutonium or uranium. Yeah, and they yeah. can they can know exactly yeah, where like that a, it's like a fingerprint. Yeah. They can and but the the question is is that going to be done before the retaliation takes place? Likely no. No. Right. They've got their networks they're going to be feeding them information saying this is most likely the person who did it. Yeah. If nobody just comes out and tells you exactly who did it, they're just going to say this is the most likely scenario and how are we how are we going to respond in kind? Like are we going to? Like you're talking about like what's our secondary? Are we are we playing catch up now? That's the that's the thing you wonder. It's like obviously speculation but interesting to think about. I think if a nuclear weapon went off anywhere in the in the world right now, we would assume that it's Russia. And retaliate. Yeah. I mean, we assume that it's Russia when they blow up their, when <laughs> they blow up their own pipeline, <laughs> you know, their only piece of leverage over, over Europe, they just blow up on their own for unknown reasons. Yeah. That's weird. And I would, I would expect that if there was a nuclear weapon, uh, that it was detonated anywhere in the world, Russia would have to act accordingly knowing that. Right. So, you know, that would be a obviously just the blast would be a, a horrendous thing for wherever it goes off. But the ramifications worldwide would be terrible. Oh, yeah. So anyway, on <laughs> kind of surprising it hasn't happened yet. You know, society does do a fantastic job of writing itself. I just wonder how long it can do, play that game before yeah. it. Like I said, maybe they, maybe they're waiting for this. Maybe, like I said, America's now more divided than ever. You know, and so maybe they're waiting for us to be primed for total collapse i will recommend a piece of media one of my favorite television shows is jericho yeah fantastic pretty good now not not perfect on all the nuke technology yeah. but i mean again 
in media nukes are plot devices. Do I sound weird? No, sound okay. fine. You sound Polynesian. <laughs> you sound brown. So yeah, weird compared to the rest of us. Yes, yeah. but oh. you sound normal for yourself. Okay. Here, I want to go on that one. The the train of thought that you were on. Alan was talking about the uh, pot. You know, possibly checking people's houses for dead bodies. We get those from time to time. Welfare checks, right? So <laughs> we had one the other day that I heard about. Thank goodness I wasn't on this one. So it's a new officer. Actually, no. she's still in training. So she had an uh, she had an FTO. She had a field training officer with her, and a sergeant signed off on this as well. But she shows up, and the people hadn't seen this lady who's ninety six, mind you. She's ninety six. They haven't seen her for four or five days. I read the call log before I read the report because I'm apparently approving these reports because nobody else did. So I'm like reading this report, and the call log goes through. It says ninety six year old woman hasn't been seen in four to five days. She's deaf, so that's just like one of the notes on it, right? So the address, it's like some kind of, uh, I mean, it's not necessarily an old folks home, but they kind of house a lot of the old people that can't necessarily pay for themselves anymore. So it's like an assistance living kind of. So this officer goes over there in her report. She writes in her report, due to my training experiences, I showed up on scene. I smelt an odor that was reminiscent of decomposing body. I would question, be like, what? No, an idiot she's a serial killer? Due to my training experience. I just want to take some pictures. She's she's on Field training, and due to her training, training experience, for two she weeks. knows it's a dead body. For fucking two yeah. weeks. She said, I walked on scene, walked into the hallway, and it was reminiscent of a dead body. Hell so we went up to the door, knocked, nobody answered. We decided it was imperative. We kicked that door. And they kick the door. And they go inside, and they search. They get to the bedroom, open the door up. The 96-year-old lady sits about a bed. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? They're like, ma'am, it's the police. Are you okay? She said, I'm sleeping. Yes, I'm fine. No. Like, Ma'am, why didn't you answer the door when we knocked? Because hey. I'm deaf. Hey. <laughs> Did they give her a heart attack? If she got a heart That's attack and said. died, that would have been the best. So the reason why I actually officer officer to death. Now that I think about it, the reason why I knew about this, so I did check the report, but it's because we had an officer who was on telephonics who got a phone call from the gal, this old bird, right? This 96-year-old lady calling in saying, the police damaged my door. Are they going to pay for it? Yep. And so I, you know, I sent the officer, I said, yeah, this is, he said, this is the case number to reference. So that's when I looked at the case number and I was like, holy shit, are you kidding me? But I, you know, gave him the whole risk sit, management. Oh, risk risk management. management. Yeah. I found the risk management deal on the website and, and just sent it to him. I spend the longest time able to crash people's. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Steve, Steve would crash my you know, shit. Oh, I showed you And he's like, you know, he's like, Alan, Alan showed me this. Let me show you something. Emojis, I'm like, baby. Oh, cool. Yeah. Emoji. Yeah. Copy and paste an emoji you know, in the film text and we, send it. You'd go online <laughs> and I'd find, I'd find the Alan, shit this emoji, copy and paste it, and then go on to the message, paste it. And we'd do that all the time yes. on graveyards. We'd crash nice. everybody's flipping computer. I right when they get dispatched to a hot We car. did that to Val <laughs> so many times. Oh, yeah. Val was so pissed. Val was like, so pissed. I mean, he was never the wiser. Yeah. We didn't say shit. We never said. He's like, my <laughs> fucking computer is crashing like <laughs> 10 times a night. I'm sick and tired of this shit. We'd wait till he's like, we'd, we'd wait till he'd be like, I'm on report. Like 15 minutes into report, crash. <laughs> I love that I told Steve never to tell anyone. Oh, yeah. He clearly <laughs> never told that's anyone. The first, that's the first thing he's going to do is be like, guys, I found out something really cool. Out. He never did tell us how he found out. Yeah. He claimed okay. that as his own. That fucker. <laughs> you didn't of course credit. Did. Of course you did. credit, dude. I'm just amazed this was the forum you decided to come clean on. <laughs> you, now well, they're going to be over now. People are going to be like, "Oh man, my computer crashed like 20 times that day." Damn it, Alan. Damn it, Alan. <laughs> well, the problem was, Alan. the problem was, I showed <laughs> at it, dude. Oh, that was shit. the beginning of the end. Yeah, he's he, like, <laughs> as soon as the <laughs> got on the full line, he's like, "Crash, crash, crash." <laughs> There was
was one time Steve and I were were at uh, the Seven Eleven just hanging out, and he sneaks into my car, flips the screen upside down, <laughs> and I oh, didn't notice. Yeah. So he flips it upside down and then kind of lowers the because I usually lower the laptop. I remember when you came to me with it. Yeah, so we're hanging out, we're chilling, and a triple beep comes out, oh, and I'm no. the initial. Right, so you know, you know, Charlie one three five both in route, jump in the car, start heading downtown, flip up the screen, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" And Steve sends me a message, and it's upside down, and I'm like, "You mother!" He calls me, and he goes, "Bro, do you want me to take the initial on this?" I'm like, "You bastard! What did you do?" Dude, I remember. I think I met you on the call, and you were like, you had your screen open all the way up. You're like, you like put your, you're like typing over the top of the screen so you could read what the hell's going on. I was like, "What the hell?" Please, please tell me, Fitzgerald took his laptop up and turned it upside down and was just pecking like uh, he was Steve. he was he had it out of his car and he's holding on to it and you know his touch screen he's like going through it like this i'm like what the hell are you doing bro he's like my fucking screen's upside down i'm like what the steve, fuck after the call steve comes over and he just hits like three keys flips it back over and he goes that was like the worst time to do that joke i'm like yeah you fucking asshole that's funny speaking of steve we'd we'd play pranks on steve too because steve is long-winded Oh, yeah. He gets on the radio, and it's just like he keys up and he doesn't does. say shit. So he gets on, and we'll be talking. So if he's in his car, I decide, I'm like, dude. And I tell him when he's on my squad, when I was a sergeant, I'm like, hey, man, can you, like, condense your radio transmissions down? We like to have a little bit of free air, and if I need to say something, I don't want you on there because I can't say shit if you're on. So like, yeah, I'll work on it. No, he didn't work on it. Maybe he tried. I don't know. But so I said, okay, to teach him a lesson, we're going to do this. Every time he'd get on the radio, you know, when we send a message on the computer, it's bing, bing, bing. bing. So we just start sending copious amounts of message. I just hit like L, enter, L, enter, L, enter, enter, you know, probably a thousand times. And you hear bing, 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 bing when he's on the radio. He'd he'd let off because he didn't want to, you know, transmit that over the radio. And we were laughing our asses off. You did that to me a couple times. Oh, yeah. Dick. Oh, yeah. My favorite. Shut uh, the fuck up on the radio, bro. I wasn't saying anything crazy. My favorite radio story is when Dave goes to the Carl's Jr. drive-thru, and he's like, well, this is the button I push when I talk to people I can't see. (laughs) What? (laughs) So he orders his whole meal while depressing his radio button, and then let's go. And they're like, well, what would you like to drink with that? He gets back on the radio. Who did uh, this? That guy. What? <laughs> Why? I was I was retarded for ten seconds. <laughs> had to have been longer than ten seconds. Bro. Hold on. He had to he had to make sure that it was recorded. So when they <laughs> fucked up his order, oh. he could actually go back like, and take hey, no. Check this is tape. what I ordered. He's, like, he's calling dispatch up. Dispatch, what did I order? <laughs> Tell these guys. Play this for me. <laughs> They're like, Dave, we're not doing this. Get off. Like, the oh phone. yeah, don't I have to turn my body cam on too. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Yeah, you're interacting with the public. Did you record that interaction? Did you tag that on your video? It was, yeah, it was pretty close to that bad. I got about a million immediately messages. Boom, 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 boom. You know. Hey, buddy, you know your, your you, mic's keyed up. You might want to check that. He's like, yeah, no shit. I'm, I'm keying it up on purpose. Yeah. You know oh, you shit. fucked up when you have that. Like, usually you do something stupid, you'll get like two or three messages. But when you get everybody that's on a radio messaging you, yeah. that's when you know you messed up. I don't even remember hitting the button. I just remember like thinking, I'm talking to somebody I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I remember. So I, can't I, see. I didn't quite do that, but I remember I was on FTO. And you don't want to clear your call out over the radio if you don't have to. But yeah. when I was being taught, 
I'd have FTOs who teach me, you know, get on and get the NCIC code to clear it out over the radio. And they'd call 10-8. We're going along and we just handled a, a ticket or an accident. I can't remember what it was. Whatever 54.99.7 is. Nope, six. it was 6. 54.99.6. But I thought it was a 7. So I got on. I'm like, Bravo 121. We're clear of the 54.99. And I started to say 7. But then I realized it was 6. So I'm on 5499 yeah. Everybody was blowing my computer up. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, did everybody hear that? She's like, are you kidding me? That's hilarious. Fifty four ninety nine sex. And for the next month. Oh Jesus! Apparently, I'm having sex on the radio. Now that you've said it, you've got to do it. <laughs> She's like, you know how it works, right? This is how it works. Let me show you. Let's go back to a quiet room. Four ninety nine sex. Oh dang. Yeah, well, I want to do the. Uh, do yeah, the game. game. Do the game. Pray tell. Did you want to add anything else to what we've been talking about? We good? I think we're good. I, yeah, I think so too. So I just want to thank you guys. You're welcome, Dave, Fallon. Well, thank you up. for having me. I'm just uh, trying to win uh, win poker with the Rain Man here. You know. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> tough to do. <laughs> He's counting your cards, bro. You're pretty much screwed. No, no. I mean, I'm like. You know, the guy who went with the Rain Man. Oh, no, okay. Nobody knows his name. You're on his team. Got yeah, you. exactly. Oh, all right. He's yeah. helping me win at poker. Okay, right? fair I enough. didn't study at all to come here. I just shit <laughs> <laughs> He won't come without me, so you're stuck with me. <laughs> Isn't that scary? He's like your shield? <laughs> I, up, I, need, I need someone to defuse the nerdiness. <laughs> oh, whatever. We're nerds at heart, too. We're hella nerds. <gasps> all right. All right, let's play this game. Play this game. So Okay, so sometimes we play games like Would You Rather or just funny answering the questions games, but I feel like you guys are capable of going a little deeper. So we're going to play... So the head game maker, Jocelyn, is here now. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm here. Appreciate Jeremy's it. dead. Jeremy's... He died Jeremy in the middle of the podcast. Jeremy had a heart attack. Um, you know, RIP. Sorry. We need to just stay and finish this. Though. Yeah, he's just crumpled up in the corner. We'll take care of him later. <laughs> so anyway, turn the time over to you, Joss. Our head game maker. So we are going to play. Going deep with Joss. Going deep. Is that what it is? I'm Going Asian. deep yeah. with Joss. I'm Asian, so I already lose. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If you had to lose one sense, what would it be? Smell. Greed. Smell? Yeah. That affects your, that affects your taste, though. But taste Smell? is another sense. She said we're only losing one. But it affects your taste. It affects but you'd assume taste. you'd still have it if we're only you'd losing still one, have right? it, but you'd it still would be have like, it, but it'd be It would only last. be like 70%. Be not even uh, half. I didn't have smell for over a year after I had COVID, and that was terrible. It's It sucked. It sucked. It sucked. Yeah, yeah, I lost it not for as long Food was very bland. Yeah. But was did it you know that being blind? Smell. No. Smell is, isn't it the highest correlation with memory? Yes. Yes. It's true. Yeah, smell is the highest correlation with memory. Yeah, I couldn't smell any of my Christmas candles last year. That sucked. It was sad. But it made cooking a lot harder, too. Yeah. A lot did. harder. Shit got salty. <laughs> Shit got salty. You were even more tasty to angry animals. Yes. <laughs> it was dangerous. This is Now, this is permanently? Permanently. No. You got it back, though. Oh, you're standing oh, for us? For the game, yeah. yes. I thought you meant hers. Dang, I might go with smell, too. Smell? Just because you I want to hear stuff. I think all of your See, senses. taste, touch. I think smell, like, yeah, I could do without smell. They're all pretty s- sacred, but like, yeah. Yeah, smell. I mean, are you really going to miss smelling that dead dude? No. That's true. That's true. Yeah, there were some times. We were in New York, and 
I went in the bathroom and this girl comes in and she was like, what? This is so sick. I'm turning, I'm going around. This is disgusting. I couldn't smell anything. I was like, oh. Cool. I'm getting all these poop particles in my mouth. Don't even know it. <laughs> she went to the men's bathroom, which probably wasn't better. Yeah. We take okay. care of our bathrooms <laughs> <Okay>. sometimes. <laughs> take care of. Not at work. I think I would, I think I do smell too. Hearing was almost a thing. I thought maybe, maybe hearing, maybe not. No. I want to be able to hear people. I'm too old to learn sign language. Yeah. No, I'm not going to. I can just read your mouth or you write me a letter. If I don't want to know what the fuck you're saying, I don't really give a shit. That just makes the ninja sneaking up on you that much easier. True, but I can't smell him still. <laughs> not a ninja. I, I think your hearing is going to be a little bit more useful <laughs> in that situation. I don't know. Is he downwind, upwind? If he's upwind. He's a ninja. He's going to be prepared. Probably true. Fuck it. Fine smell. <laughs> there are other senses than just the five, though. Like no, balance, those, those don't count. Balance is a sense. <laughs> you want to be a wobbly bitch the rest of your life? I, hey, I would I, love to see. I this said guy. smell. No <laughs> sense of balance. Alan's over here. Like I would, I would lose my ESP. <laughs> I would lose my common sense. <laughs> Too late. Uh, you'd be like everybody else. Like you'd probably promote really fast on the department. Real fast. <laughs> Next, you know he's deputy chief. It's mostly just in he makes the man. list. He's not even in the final four. Like we heard, you lost all your common sense. You're promoted. <laughs> okay. Well, see all you guys in IA next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. What would you be doing right now? If you were a billionaire. Sleeping. It's 11 o'clock. I would okay. be in bed. We wouldn't be having a dope-ass podcast still? We would. So you'd be right here? But we like wouldn't have to be podcasting instant? at night on a Saturday night. If I, hold wanted? on. If I was a billionaire, I would literally give you a million dollars so that you didn't have to work, and then we could literally do the podcast any day of the week. I know. When would you we do You have a billion it? dollars and you're only giving him a million? Yes. I would be. A little be, stingy. I would be. <laughs> a little stingy. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I'd be counting mach machine guns in my arsenal. <laughs> it's like a Rolodex of machine guns. Well, what you don't understand is Dave would be making sure they're all straight. <laughs> and they're in serial number order. <laughs> he just he buys really me, would be. It he would buys me groups long. of 10 right off the assembly line. I think if I had a billion bucks, I'd have all the tooling and machinery to make my own fucking guns. Amen. Cool Hold on, but be? the question is, what would you be doing What would you be now? doing right now? Yeah, I'm just saying... I wouldn't be buying guns because I'd be fucking making my guns. But still, what I'd be doing right now, I'd probably be on a boat. Weird, that's what I was thinking. But you'd be sleeping. No, I boat, would right? be on a yacht. Yeah. Nice. Is a boat not a yacht? Nope. A billion dollars? All yachts are boats. Not all boats are yachts. How much is an aircraft carrier? More than more a than billion. A, more than a billion. Yeah. You're going to spend your whole billion? <laughs> you're going to blow your fucking aircraft carrier? You're going to blow your load on an aircraft carrier? Yeah. Yes. Being forced to be Hell reckoned yeah. with, but. Well, it's a billion dollars with how are you gonna, airplanes. How, how are you going to man that motherfucker? Um, you're going to have to pay the sailors. You? <laughs> and you and like my friends, what the shit? So you need like, like a thousand so we've got, friends. We've got like seven people. Are you saying I don't have a thousand friends, no. Dave? We're saying there's like seven people now. So you got seven people to man your fucking aircraft carrier. I got more friends. No, you have like seven. I, I know. have more friends. I'm pretty sure every Polynesian knows each other. <laughs> he didn't say, could you yeah, say his cousins. cousins. He said his friends. Could you imagine an aircraft carrier being ran by Polynesians? Ran into the ground. <laughs> that would be the most gangster, the most gangster aircraft carrier. We would find a way to low ride that bitch. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I better not say anymore. 
have a feeling you're going to edit that part out. <laughs> no, I'll keep it all that shit. Can I get away with that or not? That's that that 37%. Was percent. Oh, what's, we've far surpassed it. I got to cut a bunch of this stuff out. And the bunch of your <laughs> words you said fits. You dropped the <laughs> words. I got to cut those out. I was See, quoting you. I think you have to, you have to cut, cut them all. You're still canceled. You're still canceled. Yeah, if you're, you can't be quote someone else. That doesn't count. You're very canceled. That's what happened to Papa John. Remember, he was like, we need to have professional standards. We can't be saying this and this and this. And yeah. then they're like, you said that and that yeah. and that. You're out. Yeah, exactly. He's done from his own pizza shop. And sucks to suck. That's why you own the control. Have I been back to Papa John's since? I love no. Papa John's. Papa John's is delicious. I love it. I could it drink a good. gallon of their garlic butter. That's what I'd I be doing if I was a billionaire. Eating... <laughs> it took me a minute, but I just found it. You'd be doing what? <laughs> Drinking Papa John's garlic butter. Oh my gosh. Buy the gallon. Buy Papa John's and then Damn it. drink that. Damn it, Alan. Now I don't know how the fuck I'm going to edit that and keep your what you're going to be doing as a billionaire in here. How can I edit that and keep that in? I can't. Way to fucking paint me into a corner, dude. <laughs> Damn it! That is okay. gonna be a hell of an edit. Just, oh. not everybody do, gets the context. Just do it with no context. <laughs> no, what would you I'm be sh- doing? I'd be drinking Papa John's garlic butter by the gallon. Yeah, I'm that, gonna say that, that actually would make more sense to all the people that know Alan. Yeah. They're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay, yeah, I could maybe do that. Anybody else who doesn't know you, you're gonna think, what the fuck? Who is this guy? This guy's big as a house? What's going on here? They're like, Papa John's garlic is like nice, but to drink it by the gas. No, and if they've listened to the episodes, they might think, is that an innuendo? <laughs> <laughs> right. What would you be doing? Rolodex of rifles? Yeah. Yeah. His machine guns. And you'd be doing sleeping. Sleeping. It's hard to say not On a yacht? Though. On a boat? Yeah. On, yeah. A, on my aircraft on carrier. Oh, He's asleep on his aircraft carrier with his cousins. You got a discount one from Ukraine. <laughs> they don't have aircraft carriers. <laughs> Just saying. Are they landlocked? <laughs> yes. not, not quite. They have the Black Sea. Oh. Or, oh, that's right. Yeah. Just barely, though. Because Crimea. Yeah. I bet you could, you know, for a billion, you could probably buy like a destroyer. I'll take a destroyer. I'll take a destroyer. I'll be asleep on my destroyer. There you go. Okay. What's your favorite smell? Fresh baked cinnamon rolls. Because I'm fat and I like cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Mine's rain in the summer. Ooh, that's a good one. I was going to say freedom, but I don't think that's a smell. Yeah, that is. Gunpowder. That's a good smell. Gunpowder. I do. I do. If, if I smell gunpowder, that means we're shooting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's freedom. What were you going to say, Jake? Why are you laughing? Uh, uh, Gunpowder. I was going to say grilling steaks, but that's because I'm also fat. Dead bodies, kid. That is definitely not my favorite smell. No, no, no. Nope. You know, when I started, I had a stomach of steel. After my first decomp, I had an egg salad sandwich. That is... Not the way I am anymore. No? no. My my last few, I've dry heaved on all of them. Yeah. Serious? Oh, yeah. Just way weaker over the years. I don't know what it is. Huh. Hmm. Is it just like... I agree. It's like so cumulative gross. damage. <laughs> that could yeah, be it. it. could be like micro PTSD stuff. Yeah. Okay, last one. You don't get three wishes. You only get one wish. What would it be? And can't wish for more wishes, I'm guessing. No. Hmm. What about more genies? <laughs> no <laughs> just one wish I think if I had one wish I'd wish for like an endless supply of money 
You can make a lot happen. Because then I can make whatever I want. Yeah, exactly. Like if you got the money, like you can make anything happen pretty much, right? Yeah. It's hard to argue with that. I like money. Yeah. Money can even cure diseases. It's magic. You melt it down, stick it into a syringe, pump it in your blood. You cure AIDS. Yeah. There you go. You see that at South Park? Yeah, that was a great one. <laughs> Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. <laughs> That's how Magic Johnson found out the cure for AIDS is a hundred thousand dollars in cash. <laughs> like, what? He like melts it down, puts it in a syringe, and injects it. <laughs> Cures his AIDS. <laughs> well, I have no idea. That's a good one. Damn, I thought he was deep in thought. Apparently not. I am deep in thought. What do you? What'd you do? All right, since we're going deep, right? Deep, That's going deep. Game. Yep. I I'll tell you what I would like to have the character to do. Oh, okay. So there was a. I'd like to have the character. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a uh, Greek philosopher named Diogenes. He was a cynic philosopher, and the cynics believed in, that the best way to achieve virtue was to have a minimalist life. All he carried with him, like his old tattered clothes, and he kept a cup so he could drink. And he sees a kid drinking from a well with his hands, and he's like, I've been a fool all this time. Throws his cup away, never has it again. And, you know, he's preaching to people about virtue and how to live a virtuous life. And uh, Alexander the Great lived at that time. He's the most powerful man in the world. And he's heard of Diogenes the Cynic. And so he tracks Diogenes down. And when he finds him, he's... I believe sunbathing in a wine barrel is mm. <laughs> the way it goes. Oh. So he's just in a barrel sunbathing. And Alexander the Great stands over him and he's like, you know, I've heard a lot about your philosophy. Everyone says you're a wise man. I'm the most powerful man in the world. I will give you whatever you ask for. What do you want? And Diogenes said to him, step to the left. You're blocking the sun. <laughs> that was his wish. <laughs> but I'd go with money. how can you argue with money although i don't know maybe unlimited money would be its own problem like maybe inflation well okay if you if you had to deal with like finite money but enough to set yourself up maybe you wouldn't have to deal with the loss of challenge in life I think you still challenge yourself, but money would no longer be a problem in that way. You wouldn't have to, you, I I suppose you would have to find other challenges. Yeah. You could. It's hard to argue with money. Yeah. Especially if you had a, you know, that's what I'm saying. Infinite, finite, even if you had finite, but it was like billions of dollars, but I'm saying like infinite. So you could like do whatever the hell you wanted and you could set some stuff up. Oh yeah. Right. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, you could be pretty altruistic. So I don't know. It's a fair point. What'd you do? Money. Money. Yeah. Oh man, we're all so lame. Not yeah. Did you come up with anything? Not one decide? person said like attack helicopter. Did you I guess decide? you could get that with money. If I had money, I'm money. buying a helicopter. Eternal life. See, now that's one that I was thinking. I don't want to live. That I'm. Do you want to live forever? I don't want to outlive my kids. I don't want to live forever. I wouldn't want to live forever. No, I want to die someday. Stay young your whole life. No. What did you come up with? Superman powers. That would be kind of tempting too. You could get all the money you want that way. That's true. That's true. How are they going to stop you? Did you have Superman weaknesses? Doesn't he live forever? Yeah, but Kryptonite's not a thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think he does. (laughs) Let's go with that. Superman powers. Nice. So now I have as much money as you guys, but I can murder all of you and then fly away. And your stupid fucking attack helicopters. I just wanted. Someone to step to the left so I could have more sun. I don't know. Here. No, you I'll said money. The left and you said you, my laser. You gun. said you wanted the fortitude to do that. You're, you're right. I don't have it. You could wish for it. 
No. <laughs> I like that. That was a short and sweet game. Yeah. I liked it though. Makes you like think about certain things. Going deep with Joss. So uh, thanks for the game. Now I'm going to turn the time over to Fitz for our Savage of the Week. So our Savage of the Week comes from Newark, New Jersey. Earlier this month, a woman has been hailed a hero after assisting two Newark police officers who were shot while serving a warrant. They spoke to this unnamed woman who moved her car in the path of incoming gunfire to help shield the officers from getting struck again. Officer Johnny Aquino had been hit in the neck and shoulder, and Officer Paul had been shot in the leg. While more gunfire could be heard in the background, the woman remained at the scene assisting Aquino by pressing a towel to his wound. I think it's pronounced quinoa. It's A-Q-U-I-N-O. <laughs> a- I'm just kidding. I hate you. <laughs> she told the this news article, I wasn't even thinking about myself. I just put him first, and I wasn't even thinking about the bullets. The only thing I saw was him, and that was what I was focusing on was saving him. The woman told the news platform she's a nurse who works with mentally ill patients. It was natural for me to go help someone. That's what I do. I'd want someone to do that for me, my family, my daughter, my husband, my sister. Uh, other officers were eventually. Hold on. She went off on a list of people that she'd want to do it for. So if you don't make the list, you have she's to not make the do cut. It. Yeah. You have, yeah so she friend- literally has an extensive list. Yeah. Friends don't count. I think it would be better if it were a list of people she wouldn't do it for. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, that list might be longer for me. She's like, I wouldn't do it for uh, my boss. <laughs> wouldn't do it for Bill next door. Fuck that guy. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> They're like, dang, Billson. They're like, you do that for strangers, but not for me. I take your trash out to the street all the time. <laughs> you let your dog shit on my lawn, though. <laughs> Fuck you, Bill. <laughs> Uh, so yeah so that is our savage of the week the unnamed lady out of newark new jersey who moved her own car in the path of gunfire to save two police officers who'd been shot that's that's pretty freaking cool so sounds like a badass yeah Yeah. that's pretty freaking awesome to think that somebody's gonna do that put their own life on the line for a cop who's been shot obviously is what you said yeah two shot already so they're down taking more gunfire and she moves her car in the way so they won't get lit up more that's pretty awesome unnamed Yeah, she didn't want any credit. She doesn't want that credit. Yeah. Huh. Oh, that's a mic drop. That is a mic drop. Yeah. She pulls this badass move and she's like, nope, don't release my name. That's pretty cool. But it's unfortunate for her because now we, the savages, yeah, can't send you her are. any merch. Well, yeah. you know, she might honestly be worried about being targeted, especially. It is depending where she, That's yeah. true. Work. Right? And she's like, yeah, I don't want anyone knowing about it. <laughs> well, it wasn't me who saved those yeah. cops. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Fuck those guys. All right. Well, uh, guys, thanks for tuning into that episode. I was glad to have the uh, conspiracy bros back on, or brothers, brethren, brethren, brethren the conspiracy brethren back on the podcast. I, I object to that. I am the Scully to his Mulder. That's no funny. one gives a shit. This is our podcast. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> He's gonna fight that, bro. It's the X Files. That's what we, is that what we call it. The uh, Savage Files last time. Yeah, that was the name That's of the right. episode. Uh, thanks guys for coming on. Appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. A lot of information out there. Hopefully you guys are ready for those nukes to be dropping because uh, if you can't heed that advice, then you're fucked anyway. So (laughs) once again, thanks for tuning in guys, check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, you know, our hashtags, you know, our handles. Also don't forget, check out our sponsor, South track apparel, hit them up South track apparel.com or on Instagram at South track apparel, one word. And always remember stay savage. Birds aren't real. Birds are real.